banded together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is Sean Jones. I am the Green Arrow. Hey, super friends! Welcome back to the DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number one hundred twenty-one from for New Comic Book Day, October twenty-fourth, twenty eighteen. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Rose, and sitting along here with me in the basement of the Hall of Justice is my good buddy, Vern. Hello, everybody. How you doing, Vern? Pretty good. A little tired, though, but good. Yeah. That's been going around. I, this morning at work, I, Seth, our boss yesterday, said he couldn't get out of his chair for some reason. Right. This morning, I couldn't get this up and moving. Sucked. I don't this know what it was. Sucked. I, I tried to get up, and I'm like, I'm good, then went back to like, oh, no. Well, Vicky, <laughs> when she got home from work today, ended up having to take a nap. She usually doesn't take a nap. I took a nap right when I got home as I text you, so I, I don't know. Yeah, and Ethan so, at work was like, <laughs> "So our brains clocked out like three hours ago." We uh, were, yeah, it was we weird. Started, I was like, I don't know, man. It's Monday, a case of the Mondays. Mm-hmm. Well, it is Monday. That means we still got to do DC superpowers. Oh yeah, and we have. It's weird because there's a lot of comic book news today, but not yeah, a lot of other no stuff. TV or movie? There we is some t- big well, movie. The TV we get a lot of premieres. Right, so we're going to talk about that. Oh guys. yeah, um, we once again get the DC streaming app, and we have the Titans. Also, check our website for our sponsors. There, you can find a lot of the stuff for our clothes, um, merchandise, and also you can go on there and get some statues. Um, but check the uh, link, which is DC Superpowers Podcast. Dot com. Um, but let's get into it. Let's talk Seemed like about you stumbled there for a second. I, I, w- I wait for that dot com part because you got ah, dot com. Let me make an adjustment here. He's making some adjustments to the mic. Yeah. We got so much stuff here. We have some issues with uh, trying to set up today. My computer did not like uh, the output or yeah. input. Eventually, we're going to actually get done. We'll get this up and running where we're actually running at seven. Right. Instead of five after or ten after. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, you guys are still finding us. Yes. On Twitch. Remember, you can we have um, one viewer right now. Awesome. Well, remember, anybody who's watching the um, or listening to this on the podcast feed, every Monday night, right around 7 o'clock or li- just after, we will be on Twitch live broadcasting and recording the DC Superpowers podcast. So join us on there. You can actually be part of the show. You can actually talk to us live on air. Let me bring... There we go. So the, um, whoever's actually watching us, you feel free to chat and uh, set it up in the chat room. We both have the chat up and running. Yep. But... Let's start off with the first show of the week, which is Supergirl. We yes. actually got the premiere of Supergirl last week. Yeah, we did. So what happened on Supergirl, Vern? I'm trying to remember really well. Oh, the president. <laughs> Madam yes. President came back in. Um, and uh, also we got... I had no idea Mercy had a brother. No. Is that new? Uh, no. Well, no. Otis is a character that has been around longer than Mercy. Really? Okay. I, you got to think. some Google search. Okay. No, no, no. Well, well, who was Mr. Luthor's um, right-hand man oh, in the Superman, Superman movies? movies? Otis. That's Otis. He was brought in back then, and they just recently, I think I back just... in 2011, they finally put him into the comic books. Wow, okay. And now they're actually, I think they've wow. already before put him in the comics as Mercy's um, brother. I don't remember huh. exactly. I mean, that would make sense. Uh, his two right-hand men and woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were the main villains of this episode, giving Supergirl troubles. Um, Marsh Manhunter is going to like this, uh, re- not re- uh, hmm. 
meetings? Well, it's almost like Aliens Anonymous. Yeah, and I was like, this is It's a support group for aliens trying to... um, Cover make a life, make no. A life in, make their life and um, deal with the, not the problems like of being an alien. Um, getting a job, living a normal human life, even though they're aliens. Uh, some of the aliens weren't really with it. They're like, why do we have to cover up how we look? Mm-hmm. Some like, well, you look more normal like the humans than others. Um, and John's still going through with losing his father. Uh, Lena and uh, Jimmy seem to be going strong with their relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what was the other big part. So and actually, the funny thing is, if you look at Jimmy, actually remodeled his office on the off season too. Did he? It actually looks more like Jimmy's office now. Okay, I got. We we'll have to look, look back. Look when we it. go back. But uh, we have that. We also uh, one of the guest stars in here for Star Wars fans. This is awesome. We actually uh, the leader of the Alien Recovery Group mm-hmm. was an actress by the name of Tia Surkar. Oh, you told me about that. Who actually plays uh, Sabine Wren on Star Wars Rebels. The voice is being read, but it's awesome because, because Agent Liberty was brought in this uh, for this or uh, introduced in the show, and that's Sam Witwer who, who plays, plays Darth, Darth Maul, Maul in all the Star Wars also, animated he shows. Plays, um, um, he plays a lot of stuff. I actually interviewed his brother uh, yesterday. Yeah, uh, he also did. Uh, Why well, can't I think about the video game? Oh, uh, Force Unleashed. Unleashed yes, yeah. he's done all kinds of work, and he's been all over the place. If you haven't had, a ch- if you, trust me, if you're not sure who it is underneath that mask, look up Sam Whitworth. You will recognize and him. We spoke about this on the show a lot, and also he was Doomsday on Smallville. Yes, uh, so he he's got some big ties with the big S. Yes, so uh, but yeah, Smallville had a um, big start. Yeah, Supergirl. <laughs> Close enough. You got me on Smallville all of a sudden. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit more about Smallville later on, too. Just a little quick mention. Mm-hmm. Selects. Yeah. Well, kind well, of. Actually, it, yeah. we can do it now. Well, yeah. We got um, some news this week also from small, from the set of Supergirl. Uh, one is uh, they've already cast Jimmy Olsen's little sister is going to be in this uh, season. This season, I believe she's going to be Kelly Olsen. And uh, this is a character that's been created for the show. Yeah, she was not in the books. Because when I saw that, I'm like, this isn't ringing a bell at all. Yeah. So we have um, she will be coming in. But the big news is we've gotten Lena Luther. Right. We've got Lillian Luther. Right. We've even seen Lionel Luther. Oh, yeah, in a flashback. In flashbacks. Yeah. Well, we this Lex season, we will be seeing Lex Luthor. They're currently casting Lex Luthor for Supergirl. Um, now, there were some fans that I didn't get a chance to look at the vi- picture, but if you look it up, there are some fans that actually ca- uh, reworked Tom Welling, mm-hmm. who was Super or Clark Kent in Smallville as Cl- Lex Luthor. And, you also and there's see... been also been a lot of people that have been calling for Michael Rosenbaum to come back as Lex Luthor. Yeah, everyone's wanting him to come back. I would like for him to come back. Um, I think he, he still looks about the same age. All you gotta do is shave his head now. Yeah. Because he let his hair grow out. Well, yeah, he'd have to be a little older, and he is a little older now, mm-hmm. so. Uh, but it, we're not, we don't have any details yet. They've not cast Luthor yet. But uh, I do have a couple of quotes here from executive producers. Let me open this up so I can actually read this. Uh, executive producers Robert Rovner and Jessica Keller uh, said that we're beyond excited to introduce iconic villain Lex Luthor to Supergirl and to weave him into our story this season. We've talked about having Lex on the show since its inception, and we're excited to have him firm- finally arrive. We can't wait for him to shake things up in National City and watch him go toe-to-toe with not only Supergirl, but his sister, Lena. Now, um, we... Uh, they have told him, uh, um, they have said that Lex will not appear in the Elseworlds crossover event, uh, which would uh, kind of be interesting with, Su- with Superman in it also. 
but and it's actually currently shooting right now in Vancouver. So they, and they've not cast Lex yet. So I'm assuming he'll be second half of the season. Okay, has to be. Oh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, I, but I'm that's still it for Michael that. Rosenbaum it's going to be interesting that. to see. Yeah, my, well, Michael was an awesome Lex Luthor. He's the best Lex Luthor on screen. Here, I'm talking about the movies uh, and TVs. Oh. Live action TV show. Mm-hmm. I still like my. I forget the man that uh, voiced. Oh, I should remember the guy who voiced him. He's played in so many. Clancy things. Brown. Yes, thank you. He was the best voice of Lex Luthor in my opinion, and then uh, Michael Rosemont was the best live action performance. So, uh, please come back. Well, next up, the next show that we had was Arrow, that's on Monday nights now. Oh, I love this episode, and I am Arrow not, was amazing. Yeah, I'm not a big Arrow guy uh, for all the shows. Supergirl and Arrow are the two that I'm like not my favorite. This episode, I loved it. I really liked it. We had Bronze Tiger come back, uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, Stardust came back, and Brick came back. Yeah, they are all locked up with Arrow um, in the jail, and his visions. It starts off, he's having a vision of Felicity running through the woods and getting shot by. Um, I'm forgetting the man's name. Uh, Ricardo Diaz. Diaz, thank you. Um, and he wakes up and he's just trying to live life in prison and as well he's getting beat up by the three guys he put in jail um, on the outside you have um, Renee going through his training his little uh, yeah well he camp. has a kind of a um, boxing facility. Uh, he reminds me of Wild a... Dog to be honest that's what he reminded me of he is Wild Dog oh, I'm sorry not Wild Dog Wild, wild Cat. Cat yes well he's running Wild Cat like... and Wild Dog they did that on purpose yeah well they're... <laughs> he's basically running a um, youth center mm-hmm. for the kids and stuff in the area Including and teaching daughter. them boxing and stuff and his daughter's in there. Um, and then you have Black Canary. Uh, well, she's basically the... She's taking up where Quentin left yeah. off. <laughs> well, Laurel is actually stepping into the role of our Laurel Lance and actually yes. working with the DA right now. Right, but then you have the uh, real Black Canary on our world yeah. doing what Quentin was doing. And she still does Oh, yeah, 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 Diana, sorry. Mm-hmm. There's there's Black Siren and there's Black Canary. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else we're catching up with. Diggle's still doing the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felicity. Uh, we got a little bit back. of Felicity. Well, Felicity's in witness protection with Argus. Yeah, she's dyed her hair. So she she's, yeah, working as a barista. She's Taking care of um, hiding Being right now. Mom. Um, but anyways, as we get into the episode. Um, um, oh, and we get flashbacks. Not really flashbacks. These are future Leaps. Yeah. Well, the one other one, we still got one more part of the team, is Curtis. We see is actually, if he, I remember, he's, he's is he running. working for Argus now? No, no that wasn't no, Argus. What was that he was um, the Felicity and his company. Oh, was uh, that his company? Okay. I thought that was. I forget what they call it. I don't even know the name. Twitch be here, but I'm pretty sure that's the company that him and Felicity set up. But since she can't be there because she's going into hiding, well, yeah. uh, he's running the whole business by himself. Okay. Um,. Uh, and I'll get into the future, what happens in the future a little bit later. But uh, the story is basically um, Oliver is dealing with being in jail. And he's trying to be a good old um he's Trying to keep his head down. And not get good, in trouble. Yeah. But as he tried to save somebody, he uh, started getting a five to three inmates that he put in there. Bronze Tiger went up getting thrown in the hole. And because he got thrown in the hole, the other two, which was uh, Stardust and uh, Brick's uh, character, they... Um, want to recruit him now to do the job they had and he's like no I'm not doing it I'm going to keep my nose clean they're like yeah. alright then it's this one guy that's an inmate there uh, that wants he was falsely accused at least he says he was mm-hmm. and he just wants to look up him as he did outside which was Arrow and he wants to do the same here he's like I'm not a hero no more I'm not like that in here Yeah. and he winds up letting that guy get beat up and he's been telling him this whole time stop hanging around me it doesn't look good stop hanging around me and then uh, Brick and Stardust go and beat him up like you won't care if we you know mess him up he's like I don't know who that guy is. And then when he comes back, he's his, uh, right across the prison cell of him, and he's like, I thought you were here on the outside. On here, you're just another one of these criminals. You're a fake. You're a fraud. 
Um, and as this is happening, he gets into the showers, and of course, Diaz finds uh, Felicity at her home. She does fight pretty good and hold off her own for yeah. what she can before um, Argus comes in and saves her, and he gets away. And as he's in the shower, these uh, other inmates try to stab him and kill him. Well, I don't think they actually wanted to kill him. They wanted to send him a message and say, your wife is now... Uh, yeah, Diaz found her. Diaz. She's dead. But none of that happened. He wind up holding off his own, and once he... Uh, Wakes back up. He sees Felicity. She meets him and says she's not going back into hiding. She has to fight because she's exactly. tired of hiding. But she does find uh, a boarding school for William to go to mm-hmm. so that he can stay safe right. while she's actually actively fighting against Diaz to get him off the streets. Right. So at that point, Oliver says, screw it. I'm fighting back. So the inmate that stabbed him warned about your wife is dead. He went out there with... Um, oh, so I forget the book. There's a little Easter egg. One of the books he was reading was actually about people that go into prison and... I think it's like a mental prison they have to focus on trying to get out I forget the name of the book but that's the book he jabbed a uh, brick with oh okay in his and I was like that's funny um, and then he picks up a weight and throws that the guy that uh, beat him up in the showers and the um, other guy that was like the little trying to be like a sidekick or at least be protected by Arrow sees that he's actually trying to now fight like he did on the outside on the mm-hmm. inside but this also pushes back Oliver's uh, release time too yeah uh, well, he's already serving a life sentence. I mean, right. Um, also, Renee and um, Black Canary get into it a little bit because she's trying to put away this fake arrow, which we don't know who it is. Yeah, we see a um, a new arrow show up on the scene, and the uh, the I, arrows look just like Oliver's. Right. Um, his his gear looks a little bit darker. It's almost uh, color wise, it's closer to Malcolm three. Merlin's, even though it's. Uh, or the two, arrow season look. Season three. Um, I my money's still on. That's Roy. I my money is too. Um, but he and she's like, oh, he's just letting. See, here's the th- um, I have uh, real quick. Once again, I'm nitpicking, but I think this is actually an issue. I don't understand with the writers for the show. It doesn't make sense to me. I understand she's a cop and she wants to make everything back for the cops, not the heroes. Mm-hmm. Now, it worked when Quentin Lance, because she's literally taking up the role of Quentin Lance from season Yeah, she's one the, now the captain. Here's what doesn't make sense to me. Quentin was never a vigilante. He was never a superhero. So his whole purpose was to stick in the main reality of we can't go out like yeah. that. We are cops. It fit for him. With her, it's like, literally, you were just dressed up helping them. Why are you well, doing no, this? Well, no, what it is, is the city now has that 100% policy of zero vigilantes. I get or, that. But, and the problem is, her as the chief of, or the captain of the police, mm-hmm. if um, if any one of them gets caught, the whole thing falls out and they find out, they'll find out about all of them. Right now, none of them are, um, they don't know who any of them are. Right. So they're not searching for any of Arrow's right. team because Ollie made a deal and said, you know right. what? Fine, you arrest me, and the rest of my team goes. It, but I guess for me, is you could be. She's just not enough sympathetic for, for someone. It's being very hypocritical. Yeah, and I just don't. Well, that's the, get also that. the law changed after. Yeah, it's <laughs> you didn't see James Gordon doing this to Batman. I know. Well, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Gotham is a totally different situation. I know, but it's just like I feel like they can make her a little bit more lenient than act completely. She may like be because remember she let um, Wild Dog go. Well, she gave him a warning. Well, yeah, but she still let him go. Um, but that was my little issue with it. But anyways, Wild Dog came in there to help the new Arrow. We don't know who it is because he was in trouble and Arrow saved him. Whatever mm-hmm. this guy is. So he was returning the favor. Uh, she warned him at the end of the episode, better not do again or I'll arrest you. I'm like, okay. Um, and by the very end of this and in the middle of it, we're seeing this guy go back to the island Oliver was stuck in. But it doesn't look the same. It looks a lot more... Looks worse. Yeah, it looks a little more overgrown and stuff than it was. Yeah, um, and he's getting there. He's going through all this uh, weather damage and everything on the boat, just trying to get there. And he, once he arrives there, we see it's a future version of um, Roy. I don't know. Is that? Oh yeah, because they did say it was the future, didn't they? Right. 
and the guy says, "Hey, I'm um, uh, William." Yeah, it was William. And that's it's William, that's like what, around yeah, the last twenty, thing. maybe thirty years old, and we're it's like, "It's William Whoa. returning to the island of Leon Yu, where his like, dad I need was." Your help. It finds Roy on the island. Yeah, and Roy's got the little bit of gray in his beard. He's a little more heavier. Got the short yeah. hair, and his voice is deeper. Originally, I thought that was just someone just going to Leon Yu to either find Oliver or something. Like I that. thought it was. I too. thought it was another flashback. Um, but like I said, when we looked at the island, like that thing looks a little bit. Bigger and darker, and it looks strange. Yeah. Now we know why. So that's where the episode ended. So I'm really curious to see that. They did say Rory's coming back. Now I'm wondering, after seeing that, I'm like, maybe Rory's just going to be in these future flashes, <laughs> not uh, actually there as the fake arrow. If that's the case, who the heck is this arrow guy? Yeah. We thought it was Diggle, and it's not Diggle, guys, by the way. No, so. we've not. Well, we did see Diggle, because Diggle is working full time with Argus. Right. Now. He said, I have nothing to do with this. Uh, he yeah. could. But it doesn't seem like he is. Yeah, he uh, is not Arrow. So we'll see as this up uh, the season goes by, guys. But so far, I love the first episode. Well, next up, we got the Flash. Another great one. Uh, this was episode two for the Flash. And this, we got to see more of uh, Cicada. We got to see XX trying to understand her dad, and also vice versa, her dad understanding her. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm trying to think what was the main. Oh, this was a new villain, the Cube. Yeah. Oh uh, no, uh Gridlock. No, 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 no. Gridlock was the first one. Uh Cube, remember the Oh, what did they call her? A Cube, right? Was I thought it? it was Cube. I don't Fox? know. Well, keep talking about it and I'll look I think it up. It was a cube. Now, I looked her up. Um I can't find anything of her. She I think just for the show and once we see what happens at the end of it, we see. But yeah, she's created just for the show. I looked up everything oh, okay. I could. Um I think it's Cube. I really do. Possibly. And it seems that she amazingly make uh, um, three-dimensional force field, but mm-hmm. in a box shape. Right. And then she can ma- manipulate the size of that box, and whatever's inside the box can't get out. So if you shrink the box down to um, a tiny little cube, if there was a person inside of there, they are condensed down to this mm-hmm. tiny little cube. Um, and that's what happens at the beginning scene. She does that to one of the people she wants to get back at, and Flash and XX go there, and she was she has the same job in CSI as her dad does in the future. Mm-hmm. And one of the scenes, she, she just arrives there and is like, what are you doing here? She's like, well, I can stand around you and be around you more. He's like, okay, just... Do what I do. Okay. So he tries to pick up the cube with his gloves on, and he's so condensed. He's like, that's a human in that. <laughs> yeah, they try to pick it up, but nobody can pick it up right away because uh, it, it may only be the size of a Rubik's Cube, like, uh, like three inches but by three so inches condensed. cubed, but it's still 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes to do it with no gloves. He's like, hey. You're going to contaminate it. She's like, you guys don't. It's something I cannot. Some future tech that keeps you from remembering the scene. And she said, you guys don't have. They said, we don't even have those words you just said yet. Those aren't even yeah. been. And she's like, oh, whoopsie. <laughs> so they pick it up and they go test it. Um, Cisco's down in a uh, a dark place, I guess you can say. Down well, yeah, he's because still, he's still trying he's to get still over He's still recovering Vanessa. from, yeah. Vanessa? Yeah. Wrong show. Whoops. <laughs> You've been watching Wrong another one. show all weekend. I have. Um What's Gypsy? her name? G- but what's her... Whatever her name was. Um, Gypsy, but he was named or something else in the show. I can't remember right now. But um, he's down dumps about her. And then, of course, Caitlin uh, knows her father is somewhere. He's alive. And Cisco and... Um, elongated. Ralph? Man. Ralph, thank you. They want to help her. But uh, she's like, no, let's help Cisco first. And every time they try helping her... Helping her, she's like, let's help Cisco. And at this point, Cisco's like, I'm done. I got a makeover. I got all this stuff done. It's time to help me. She's like, no! And it's like, if she was Killer Frost powers, still had them, that would have came out. She was really angry. Um, and that's the backstory for them. But the main one is still XX learning from her father. And she's not listening. She's trying to impress him. She's going off doing just dumb stuff, not thinking straight. He's trying to teach her to go back to basics, and nothing's working. So he has to talk to Joe. He's like, 
you are fa- you're a father. You raised me. You raised Iris. How did you deal with this? And he's going on saying she's not listening. She's trying to do this and trying to do that. And all she's trying to do is impress me. And, like, I'm her hero. And literally before he said all that, the first thing came out of his mouth was, I looked up to you like a hero. He's like, yeah, exactly. He's like, so this is different, though. Like, I haven't done this. He said, remember that science experiment you did and you just had to make a volcano? You went out and made a robot? He's like, yeah, but the only reason I did that because I looked up to you. Oh, like, yeah, so teach her you don't have to be perfect all the time. You have to pull it back because I'm not perfect. And that was a life lesson for this. Um, and that's how she starts listening to her dad. They take out Cube. And then um, you see Cicada comes in. And once they know Cicada's there, you get uh, Elongated Man and Vibe. So it's all four of them. Um, XX runs back and tries to get... Um, Cube to the hospital because Cicada's already stabbed her and trying to kill her, but he just was able to take away her powers. He didn't actually finish the job that we know of. Or did he? Did he finish her off? I don't remember. Because I don't think they're going to use her. Off the top of my head. Um, well, he definitely injured her. He may have killed her. We don't know. I, at least I can't remember. Um, and then he takes away all their powers. Now, the synopsis I got from him when he got on the show was... Well, everybody but excess. Because right, remember, she, she was a, Yeah, she was out away from it. Now, Flash, along game and Vibe, got their powers taken away temporarily. Um, unless he, he um, once it comes in contact with you, it takes away your powers. Once he stabs you, you're not getting them back, or you die. Um, and it, well, oh well, she did. That's what happened. She did get her powers taken away. Cube. He stabbed her, but he might not have killed her. But because he stabbed her, her powers are not coming back. Yeah. Um, and it, this whole synopsis of um, Cicada is the reason why he's doing all this. He hates metahumans because his daughter died at the hands of a metahuman. I don't know how it happened, but he just blames them. Yeah. So he has. He's killing all of them because he wants to revenge for his daughter and vengeance for his daughter so he's about to go stab Flash and before he does that XX comes back she's like dad no and when he she said that it just triggered something he's like oh he's a father to her I can't kill him I'm a father I lost my daughter so he just walks away and they're like why I don't the know heck that, do you I don't know if that clicked or the fact that now he can kill his, the Flash's daughter in front of him no no I think that I think that's what it was because if you notice he's more sympathetic than others he's more sympathetic than Zoom he's more sympathetic than um uh, reverse Flash. He's more sympathetic than um, Savitar. They said they're trying to make him a blue collar hero. That's why he seen he's a jander in his real job. Yeah. Um, and also, I look. You mean up a blue collar villain? Yes. Well, he thinks he's a hero. Well, yeah. Every villain is the v- hero of his own story. Right. Good point. But he is still a villain. But he's doing it for the reasons he thinks will avenge his daughter. Unlike the other ones, I was like, I just want to be bad because I yeah. want power. He's doing this because he has some issues with that. So that's why I think he walked away. I looked this up to a lot of people yeah. speculating it. But um, that's the episode. It ended on that. Um, and then we had one more CW show. Yeah, this was Black Lightning episode two. This Black one? Lightning. Because this week we actually get, this week coming up, we get the premiere of Legends, which actually, as of recording on Monday night, I think tonight is when it premieres. Well, we have, to, oh, we have cable now. Mom what? founded. Oh, Magic you have, Fuel, okay. So I might be able to actually watch tonight. Um, depending on what time we get Yeah, depends on what time we get done here. Um, but yeah, this uh, episode brought a lot of stuff into it that I liked, and at some time I'm like, eh. It was another setup episode, basically. Yeah. Uh, this episode showed some of the metahumans, well, a lot of the metahumans. Um, yeah. But we got two of them actually escaped. Right. One, one, two of them escaped, one of them actually made it out of the facility. Exactly. The other one didn't make it past the escape no he basically has like something where he threw up these rays out of his mouth once he threw up he starts throwing up blood and, was like, right, and just and it was done, killed yeah. over I was like alright you're not gonna but last long there are two metahumans in this because one escaped from the facility one is one of the new green light metahumans mm-hmm. um, this woman basically was like Storm <laughs> if I can say she well, yeah, well she was able to con- yeah. the wind like light, black lightning can control lightning she can control wind mm-hmm. and, and she's air. able to escape um, 
And so Black Lightning's going to have to be the one to really, like, take her down. And also is the kid that died and came back to life in the first episode. Yes. Uh, him and, um... Oh, what's her name? Why am I think losing her name? Lightning. Um, um, Jennifer. Him and Jennifer got a little close, I'd look like. Yeah. Also, she's not having with Khalil. Khalil um, popped up at her doorstep, and um, the reason he popped up because he's dealing through some things because of what happened with Cyanine. Um, oh, my goodness. Why can't... <laughs> All these names of these characters right now. Um, the Big Bad. Why am I forgetting his name? He's like my favorite character on the whole show. Oh, uh... Help me. I had it a minute ago. Yeah, see, I, we're talking about so many different characters right now, and we still got to get into Titans. Um, Crondon, wow. but, um... <laughs> I know, that's what like, I know his real name. What's... Dang it. Whale. Tobias. Thank you. Jeez. Brain fart, guys. Yeah. Uh, see, Tob- this is what happens when you watch the show live. <laughs> Tobias, um, is... He's pissed at him because he's like, you should have had her back. And he's like, I did. I was waiting for her to come back. He's like, no, you should have went out there with her and had her back. Yeah. Now, wait for her. Um, so he slaps him around a little bit and says, it's all your fault and you got to learn from life lessons. And he goes to Jennifer to at least talk to her because he still has feelings for her and he knows she has feelings for him. She doesn't have it. And he was making her so mad she pushed him off the roof because she was about to use her powers on him. Mm-hmm. And her powers have been off the hook lately. And he jumped back onto the roof. <laughs> yeah, right? And she's like, just get out of here. Um, so once they get this boy that has the, uh, he came back to life. I still don't know how he really came back to life. They don't explain that. But we find out the reason why in the first episode, his mom was telling him all those hurtful, truthful things along her sister in this episode. He has a power. He's basically a lie detector. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Look you in the he's eyes. He's a, um, truth serum machine. Or truth, yeah. Truth serum is his power. You can't, if, yeah, if he looks right, at you and makes eye contact, you can, and usually the truth that you are talking is whatever the most hidden thing is that you don't want anybody to hear. And usually, these people say the truth isn't nice. Yeah. Um. So as he was at the Darren table, everyone at the Darren table were talking bad about him and also talking bad about each other. And then they're like, "Whoa!" And then as soon as they figured out what it was, his power was, they're like, "We're uh, gonna go upstairs. We gotta so we gotta walk away here for a minute. For yeah. a minute. He has no idea why, but that's because they don't want to let slip that they're all superheroes. Exactly." Um, so Jennifer goes outside to, of course, get her mind right with some medic- medical mm-hmm. uh, substances. <laughs> and he comes out with her and she says, don't look at me. Oh, by the way, don't tell my mom I'm doing this because you can still lie. We can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we find out that Thunder has a new female companion. Yes. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere, though, that party part. Because she was talking to Jennifer and Nisa and Jennifer were just talking and things. And then the next scene is Jennifer at a party randomly. Random. Out of nowhere, and it was it's some um, singer, singer type R&B girl singer. that's like on the tour or something. I don't and know. They hook up, and but like, it was yeah, it was, and okay. she hooked up with a new girlfriend. But th- th- they didn't explain just, what happened. It was to out of nowhere. nowhere. Uh, so I, I will hopefully get explained. I feel like they rushed that in a little bit. We could wait till episode three, let mm-hmm. them get to know each other. Explain well, what happened. To she her, does her run into her ex girlfriend, and she still <laughs> while she was there. I'm glad I got to see her because I want her to have her powers. I was like, oh, we're just gonna have her as a random character. Basically, I was like, are they gonna do what they did with um? Uh, Wally's girlfriend in season two of The Flash, like we saw her, and then remember how Barry? Oh, Linda. Yeah, the, I don't she know. She was there and then left, and I was like, nothing else. <laughs> well, Linda never has powers. It's actually Wally's wife. Yeah, but her and Wally. It was weird not seeing her and Wally together. I was like, yeah. Why you use well, this me? is not the Wally West show. Is the problem? Make her a teenager, and we can save it for later in a future episode. <laughs> uh, or they could always bring her back as a um, as a younger character now. Because remember, Ralph Dibney died in the first episode of The Flash. You're, you're right. You're right. Um, but then Flashpoint happened, and Ralph Dibney is now on the show. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I, mm, good point. Uh, so on here, we see, uh, where was I at? Oh, the metahuman um, is out and about, causing havoc and everything. Black Lightning and Thunder are saving the day, and Thunder is losing her touch. She's not losing her touch. She's getting too 
much of a big head. Her ego yeah. is going to her head. She's got a new girlfriend. That's a pop, that's a pop good star, for R&B singer. Uh, she's saving the day. People are taking pictures of her, clapping for her. She gets up on the car. He's like, what are you doing? You're not focused. And yeah. so they get into a little argument. So as she's still partying with her new girlfriend, Black Lightning has to save the day and take down the girl's the, um, weather abilities. <clears throat> and so once he sees her again, he's like, I had to do all this because you mm-hmm. weren't around. They have an argument. Um, and then at the end of the show, um, the new metahuman finds out this green light that he took. If you were born as a metahuman or got the green light. Or you from, had the metahuman gene, then yeah. the green light activates it. Right. If you don't, you're probably going to die. Yeah. It um, gives you powers quickly and then it's done. So she said, how many months do I have or whatever? She said, what was it, like six months at the max? Yeah. So he, so she actually elects to go back into the pod so it'll keep her alive until they can find a cure. Right. Well, it did that with the when. Um, the wind meta, yeah. She did go back, but with the new guy that has the truth, he's a uh, truth serum, he said, I'm not living life like that. I'd yeah. rather live and die early than be stuck in a pod for God knows how long. Uh, so he goes back with his family, and they understand, just don't look him in the eye anymore. <laughs> yeah. So they couldn't figure out why are we telling all this mean stuff to him. Um, and if I'm correct, that's how the episode goes off. Yeah. It's him walking away with his uh, family. And uh, we'll. It's interesting see to see where next. Black Lightning's going. Yeah, this. It's, this uh, um. This premise just seems weird. I don't know. It just... I don't know. Uh, I don't hate it. It just seems... It's taking a minute to get it up and running. Yeah. But um, actually, I need to go back to Supergirl because we totally glossed over something. Now, remember, at the beginning of Supergirl, we have um, everybody... um, The whole... uh, Everything in Supergirl's world is going perfect. Mm -hmm. She's um, saving the day everywhere. She's an awesome reporter right now. uh, And she's actually mentoring the new... Um, reporter uh, Nia Nal or is that her name Nia Nal yeah yeah she's oh, mentoring her yeah but um, then at the end of the episode we go to what is it Kaznia mm-hmm. and in the underneath Kaznia we find the other Supergirl right I am still under the impression I think it's um, that black kryptonite split Supergirl in half so you have a good optimistic everything's perfect Supergirl is actually in the world right now while her other side with all of her doubts and anger and everything else is in Kaznia as a prisoner right now. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, I, see, you said that when I was just like, Red Sun. I think they're doing It is both. the Red Sun story. I think they're doing both of those. But by do, to do a Red Sun, their version of it, mm-hmm. they've taken the idea of basically the Superman 3's version right. of Red Kryptonite, right. or Black Kryptonite, right. and split her in half. Me, so yeah, I, I agree with that. I think both of those are what they're doing for uh Because if you remember, now. in um, Superman 3... The black kryptonite was a synthetic kryptonite because um, Luthor wanted kryptonite. But or not Luthor, the other guy. I forget his name in this, but um, in that. But the villain in there wanted kryptonite. So Richard Pryor's character went to make mm-hmm. kryptonite, and they, they um, did a full analysis on the kryptonite oh, to find out fake. what it was. Yeah. And there was one thing, that, like an ingredient X, that they had no idea what it was. Yeah, because it's from They Krypton. couldn't figure out what it was. So he looked at a pack of cigarettes and said, tar. So he <laughs> added tar into the mix and became black kryptonite. And it split Superman into two. Well, um, in this, uh, remember, Lena Luthor is created synthetic kryptonite. Yeah. And that's what, oh. where um, it was synthetic Harnell. Remember? They're pulling the Harnell. So the synthetic Harnell, I think um, the synthetic black kryptonite split Supergirl. That's a good theory. I think you're right on that. I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know when we're going to confirm that, but. We oh, we're going to, yeah. They, we just got a very small, like a. Um, like a minute and a half teaser at the end of the episode uh, mm-hmm. that the other Supergirl is still out there. So, but that was all of the CW shows. And like I said, this week we actually get Legends to cut for next week okay. for us to um, review for next week. But 
We need to get into Titans. We do. And um, did, now, was this better for you than the first episode? Not a yes and no. Is it moving in a in a better direction? Once again, it's not so much the direction; it's just the look of the show. I still have a problem with. I just don't like that. There was a lot more look. stuff during the day on this one, though. Yeah, it's once all the know, rooftop scenes were during the day. All this other stuff was going on. It's just it's just still that gray look. And yeah. here's the thing: nighttime, it looks pitch black. In the daytime, even if it's sunny out, it looks gray. I want a lively look to it. I don't. Want It'll to get like, there. I Zombie doesn't even look that dark. It'll get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know. But it'll That's, get like there. I said, those are my issues. But the show as a whole, I'm liking the way it's progressing. Mm-hmm. Um, we the got characters are going pretty like, good. Yeah. And once again, guys, he's Even not Hawking killing Dove. them. No. I want to put that yeah. out there. Robin is not killing Everyone's like, oh, oh he's ki-. No, he's not. He's We've not seen anybody them. die yet. No yeah. one's... Because uh, I was watching a little bit that, that scene with you when uh, he was going in there and beating him up. And he's like, oh, man, that guy's eye. But he was still alive. I'm like, exactly. He was alive. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. He probably doesn't wish he was, but he's alive. And you notice, though, Hawk and Dove noticed he was a lot, a lot more brutal, brutal than, than he'd been before. He had been working with them four years before this. Right. And they noticed that he's like, taken a whoa. very dark, brutal turn, which yeah. means, for me, I think, that's what, well, we even saw that that's why he left Batman, because it was becoming too much like Batman. So I'm thinking he's on a, he's on a redemption journey to move back towards a hero than a vigilante. Right. Um, and the funny thing is that we actually um, one of your things in here was confirmed one of your Easter eggs we actually have an article with a bunch of the Easter eggs for this but Hawk and Dove I think were a lot more brutal in this one than usual oh of course everyone now, is does Hawk everyone usually is. have um, uh, addiction issues at all in the comics um, I don't know the only time that I really... and Hawk and Dove together in the comics see the Hawk and Dove I'm used to reading for me was the original uh, um, the two guys I think was it I forget the brother's name but it was yeah it was the brother's why am I forgetting his name? It was Don. Don. It was Don. Don and Hank? Yeah, Don and Hank. Uh, I was used to them. Well, now we have time. Don and Hank. Uh, I think he would take back some beers or whatever, but he wasn't like that from yeah, what in I this, Hank has been doing superhero long enough that it's breaking his body, and he's using um, enhancements to help Everything. him out. He's drinking. He's every, yeah. whatever he can do to relieve the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what's some of the stuff we found on here? But they also, she was wearing a super Superman shirt. Was Hawk? Uh, yeah, they were just saying. And well, I don't, I didn't know they were a couple either. Yeah, I just want to put that out there. I said I remember the brothers. I wasn't a yeah. fan of because she had a sister or a friend that was the Hawk too. Okay, and she wound up dying, and then he had his brother that was the Dove. He wound up dying, and then they came together. I had no idea they were a relationship. Well, the, I, I don't know if that was confirmed. The idea of this, and it was kind of cool because Middleburg Heights, Ohio, actually got a shout out in the beginning. I of the seen show. that. I was like, yeah, we're in there. But um, which is anybody who doesn't know is actually a suburb of Cleveland. It does exist. But um, the whole show in general, um, it starts off uh, Dick and um. Um, Raven and Robin mm. are on their way to basically meet Hawk and Dove, even though Raven doesn't know this. Uh, they're on their way to, D- or to Washington, D.C. And um, they go there because Robin is trying to figure out, obviously, he's trying to help um, Rachel out. And she doesn't know that he's actually planning on leaving her with Hawk and Dove. Right. Yeah, that was her sister, too. Now, we find out um, earlier that Hawk and Dove are together. They're trying to, and they're planning on retiring from being superheroes after this last bust. They're bu- they're breaking up a gun, um, a gun, an arms ring right now. So as soon as they do that, they're planning on shutting it all down. So that um, Hank needs like a, I think a knee replacement or something mm-hmm. or a hip replacement, something and there's like a couple other things that um, that just the years of um, being superheroes has beat them down. And they, this is their last job too. That's what they, that's, that's what, what the said. plan is. Uh, 
but we see that um I oh we find out also that um Robin knows Hawk and Dove from four years ago mm-hmm. before Hawk and Dove were actually together when Robin actually was together with Dove for for a little bit right I didn't think and we find out that they were that. very together mm-hmm. but did, in the picture did you um there was a fourth person in the picture that show Hawk and Dove and Dick Grayson oh, yeah, and then the Donna fourth Troy. one did, but I was Vicky thought maybe Donna Troy I looked up her I picture knew it, was Donna, it is actually I the actress who's playing Troy Donna Troy so that. Donna Troy was part it would have been an early version of the Titans even if they didn't call themselves that right it was Hawk and Dove Rave, or um, Robin and Donna Troy um so so but we have a couple of other oh and at the now, very end of this uh oh one talk about the family yes oh that's the other one now in this um the occultists or whoever it is the acolytes that were trying to get um, Raven are still trying to do it, but they've hired some mercenaries. Right. And these are, if anybody's ever heard of the nuclear family and actually, I just think Justice League action too. Cause yeah, I, I watched Justice League action the other, um, the first couple episodes on, uh, cause they're on Hulu now mm-hmm. and the nuclear family's in like the third episode with Firestorm. Yeah. And I thought it was great. And they're, they're basically your old fifties. Yeah. They're very fifties family, hey, but they're supposed hey, to be no, in this, hey, are they androids see. or not? I can't tell. They, what it look like they're not androids, but they inject themselves with some type of serum yeah. that turns them into like these killing machines. Ha <laughs> ha, machines. Um, and they just go on a killing spree of whoever they need. Yeah, their whole thing is they got to catch Raven. Or, um, Raven. Oh, they're called Bro, Sis, Mom, and Dad. Yes. Um, and they go to Hawk and Dove's apartment. They try to basically kidnap Raven, which they do wind up doing. Um, and Robin gets thrown off the rooftop, but he doesn't die. He hangs on. Hawk gets knocked the heck out, and Dove gets thrown off the building, completely lands to the ground, and it seems like she died, but we don't know yet. And then well, at the very end of it, we see yeah. a raven pop up. Now, I don't know if that was... I don't know what that means. Yeah, there was actually a raven bird. Now, raven was kidnapped, so we don't know what's going on um, with that, but... Um, or she was kidnapped by the nuclear family, but yeah, then we saw... I don't know, is that... I think that might be actually raven's soul self? That's what I was wondering, trying to follow her and lead them back to her. Yeah. Um, now it has been confirmed that Dove has a role to play in the rest of the show. I don't know if that means um, she's actually still alive. Well, I know I know some stuff, but I'm the, but for this is like, is she actually still alive, or um, is it just that she's going to give motivation for the rest of the series? I don't mm. know. Mm. So um, let's see if there was anything else here that popped up. Um, I I'm enjoying watching. the show. Yeah, I'm not minding it right now. Like I said, this, it's that dark look. It's the not, visual tone is yeah, what's messing that's, you up. That's the only thing I'm having a problem with. Um, but Hawk was definitely a comic relief in this episode. Yeah. Well, the Hawk, and he was Doug also was very the brutal side. Yes. As well. Um, but so far, I'm liking the season. It didn't go the series. It didn't go too many characters in here to overcloud everyone else. It was just the main four. Mm-hmm. Well, and then next episode is actually called Origin, right. and I believe it is a um, it is a uh, Starfire show. Now, did you catch the moving van that the yeah, arms I didn't smugglers? Catch that at all, did you? Though. You didn't catch it? No, I saw the name and I was like, "Wait a minute, I know that." It was um, the arms smugglers are working out of a moving company called Ditko Movers. Steve Ditko. Now, Steve Ditko, everybody knows him because he was co-creator of Spider-Man, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he was also the creator of Hawk and Dove. Mm-hmm. And The Question and Blue Beetle, or the modern version, or the Ted Cord version, version of Blue Beetle. Yeah. Back for um, when he was working with, I think oh, it was Fawcett it Comics. it was uh, Dick Grayson's um, phone when he was calling. Oh, there was all, I didn't, I gotta go back and Supergirl. stop it and see. Who oh, else man. was in it? Was it Supergirl or was it Kara? Yeah, but it was Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's actually on there if you want to pull it up. Oh, they they actually have a picture of the of his like phone. Like name, some they don't have the exact picture of it. But let uh, me see here. Scroll up there if the computer allows it to do it. Oh, it will eventually. It's up a little bit. Maybe I did. I know. Um, I did see Donna Troy on the on the list. Um, we know Alfred was in it because of course uh, that's um, who he was calling. Yeah. Let me look here. See if I can get a little VSG. It's not wanting to scroll. Wait, let me try scrolling it this way. There we go. That's a little better. Uh, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? There was a lot of Game of Thrones references oh, in this. Fox, uh, Don Troy, Bruce Wayne, of course, Alfred. Um, who else? Um, um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Is there any more there? Just talk about Alfred. Maybe that was it. Wayne Tech. Oh, there's more. I got to um, I Yeah, I'll have to go. Where, I saw a car in there somewhere. In DC Daily on the DC Universe, they were actually saying you need to just hit. Um, now, who do you think you saw in it? Uh, Kara. It's possible, but um, they said you would probably want to freeze frame to see who's actually in his Rolodex, because the whole thing is a list of Easter eggs. Okay. So, um, but we will look at that and try to write them down later. Uh, but for now, that was most of what happened on Titans. Titans, like I said, is getting better. It's getting bigger and badder. Literally. Um, yes. So, and then, like I said, next week it looks like we're going to get Starfire's backstory or something, because it's called Origins, and it, the picture is of Starfire, so I don't know if it's just going to be all Star... Because this show, this episode was all Robin and Raven. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. With Hawk and Dove, because it was introducing Hawk and Dove. Mm-hmm. We didn't get any of hey, I don't know if Starfire, we didn't get any Beast Boy. We don't know. But we know um, uh, well, we know Origins is next. I believe um, Jason Todd is after that. So, um, we'll find out what's going on there. But, that's all the TV news at the moment, I believe. Next up, we actually get, uh, moving into movies, we have some news out of Wonder Woman 1984. That's what, as of right now, what it's still being called. I don't know if that's going to be the final title. As I was leaving work today. Yeah. And um, this is interesting because Warner Brothers has announced they're moving back the release date from uh, November 1st of 2019, which is almost a year out even from now, to June 5th, 2020. Now, according to the studio, this is just to... um, this was because of how good Wonder Woman did at the beginning of the summer right. um, when it was, was the, re- the first one was released. Right. So they want to move it back into the same time slot and see, and hopefully um, it'll do well there again. Right. So and uh, Patty Jenkins tweeted about it and Gal Gadot, and both of them basically confirmed the same thing. I don't know if um, they're having issues with the filming or not. We'll have to keep an eye out on what's going on there. But um, because a lot of times they'll move it if there's a problem or if there's something else coming out in that time frame that they don't want to compete with. Right. I mean, they may, it may be um, moving it because, no, because that is way before Star Wars. Because Episode Nine is supposed to come out um, in December of 2019. Maybe it's found their perfect date. But, yeah, maybe it so, is just uh, to, so they can get it more into the summer. June 5th and 7th, 2020, we'll keep an eye out for it. Mm-hmm. So that's that one. Um, we also, we got a um, trailer this week. For the reign of the Superman. Now yeah. you said you did as soon as we got um, the DC Universe. You did sit down and watch mm-hmm. Justice or the Death to of me, Superman. That was the best one we've. Seen. I, I heard uh, it's I the best it's, incarnation of the story. Yes. Oh yeah, and um, I think I heard IGN say they didn't really care for it or whatever because like we've seen already. But I'm like, for me, that was the best one we've seen so yeah. far. We've seen it before, but you've not actually seen it. Right. Um, to me, it was better than Batman vs Superman. I'm throwing that in there, and it was better than the uh, Superman. Batman, Do- yeah, Superman Doomsday. Um, this one went more in detail with the actual book dealt with so this is my favorite there, there was a lot of scenes in the um, Death of Superman animated movie that were directly out of the Death of Superman comic books mm-hmm. 
So, but Reign of the Superman, it looks like it is going to have to be, definitely be a condensed down story. Oh, yeah. Because Reign of the Superman I, took place over an entire year yeah, I still didn't get in four it, books that were coming, and it was coming weekly. You had a different book every week. So you had 52 books there. Plus, I think there was more books coming out that they um, were all involved in. It was over 100 books that were involved in the Reign of the Superman. Um, so we don't know how long this movie is going to be yet, but it's... It's going to, well, it's going to be drive. just like the other ones. It'll probably be an hour and a half, two hours at the most. But um, that is coming, I believe, January, isn't it? Wait, let's see if it's down here on the uh, bottom. Blu-ray, Blu-ray in 2019. Okay, it doesn't Blu-ray. even say when. But this is the Cyborg Superman. Uh, it says the Dark Superman with the visor and energy powers, which we know is the Eradicator. Mm-hmm. And even in the original Death of Superman comic, or Re- Reign of the Superman comics, they called him the, Eradic- the Eradicator. We have Superboy. This is Connor Kent. He looks just but this like is he the original. This is the original version of Connor Kent. The Young Justice version from the original Young uh-huh. Justice. And the, actually, that's what we're getting in the new yeah. Young Justice also. And we get the first appearance of Steel in the comic books was in Reign of the Superman. So that's all in this um it looks like we are getting part of uh, Funeral for a Friend, which actually was between the Death of Superman and the Reign of the Superman. So we're getting that also, it looks like. So this looks like it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. I mean, I have the DC Universe. It's probably going to be on there, but I'm still probably buying this one. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I I might not if they're going to put it on the app because, um, I mean, that's why I have the app. <laughs> yeah. So it says spoilers follow, but if you've read the Reign of the Superman, you know what's going on happen. for this. So, yeah, this one looks amazing. Check out the trailer. It just is making me even more excited to see it. Um, and this is this next one we got here is not big, big news, but it's just uh, Is that more movie news, or? We're moving Which on to got? comic book now. Oh, well, hang on. Before that. Oh, okay. Well, I have collectible ah, news. Ah, that's right. And that's this right. one is interesting because we don't do a lot of collectibles news, but we got to talk about Funko a little bit. Because Funko is putting out a creepy little pop figure. Uh, Funko is actually making. Well, actually, it reminds me of something out of um, Hellraiser. Oh yeah, that's why always every time I see him, he reminds me Uh something of Hellraiser. Well, we are getting Funko is making a Batman Who Laughs pop figure. Yeah, and I looked this up today. I we were he's cutesy, but it's still creepy. Yeah, right. Um, I would get him. Um, What I want to know though, the reason cutie for me. Well, the reason I wanted to I put this on here is because we now have the Batman Who Laughs. Mm -hmm. We have the entire run of um, different versions of Batman they did a couple years ago. Where's Bebo? Yeah, I want a Bebo. I I thought they were going to release something like that at Comic Con this year. And you I need really to do did. Bebo as an oversize because I have a couple of the oversize the ones that are the like double size pop yeah, like, figures. Um, I have a B- Baymax. Yeah, Baymax I have Ludo from I have Ludo from the Dark Crystal. Okay, I know um, the that we need. A, they had like yeah, that too. well, we need a. They have the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man as a double double size. Well, I need a Bebo double size figure. I love you. That's right. <laughs> Either that or someone needs to actually make a talking Bebo action or um, stuffed Bebo toy that we, that says all the different things when you squeeze them. Right. Yeah, just give us a real one, guys. Like I said, put that out at Comic-Con. Uh-huh. It will be bought. Well, the, um, that's all I had on that one. But we actually have um, – this one's interesting because it's not um, – in Flash, we now have the solicits for coming up uh, for July yeah. or January. And Flash is going – out of the country a little bit, yeah. which is interesting because it's going to somewhere that was already DC, um, the CWDC people are all familiar with. Gotham people, I think, because it was on Gotham also. It's been on all the movies. It's, it's been in comic lore. books. It's been everywhere. It was originally brought in in The Dark Knight Returns with Frank Miller. It was created there. Um, Flash is going to Corto Maltese. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a prison that was in uh, The Dark Knight Returns, issue number three, where it was basically just all the sinners and baddies and, mm-hmm. and crooks and criminals and low lives uh, were sent to. Um, so they're bringing that into The Flash. We don't really know why yet, but they're 
incorporating it into this uh, comic. Yeah. Well, it shows the next um, the next arc of the Flash that's coming up is all about. Um, once again, figuring out the forces, but learning how to actually harness them and such. Mm-hmm. And this one's going to have to do, I believe, with they said with the Sage Force again. Which, as of right now, if you're reading Flash, uh, Mick Rory has the Sage Force, and um, it's interesting because the other books that we're going to review this week have uh, the Titans dealing with um, what happens to Dick Grayson oh, and right. um, yeah, right. and some mm-hmm. other things. But um, Red Hood is all about what happened with uh, Roy Harper. So was Green Arrow last week. So, um, But Flash hasn't even touched on Wally yet. So I want to know what I mean. The, the, he's finishing up this story here. They got to do the, finish up the story they're on. Mm-hmm. But I want to know what how they deal with this once we get to the point where um, the fl- or wallet or Barry has to deal with what happened in Crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's the Crisis. Where, when's the next one? Is that the week after next? That's what I was wondering. I think I that's next waiting. week's book. I was just like, I'm not gonna look up it when I get. It, I get it. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I see this over here. And we never got the Spectre. I was looking at John Constantine, and this just popped up over there. Remember, we could get Spectre at some point. I hope. Um, but Justice League don't that, that could be some uh, character they bring into Legends this year that would be nice so know. that would be a deep dive but they do that all the time I'm hoping that with Constantine on Legends we're going to hopefully get a lot more magic. Zatanna hopefully we can get some um, we can get well if Detective not we, well, oh no, Detective Champ would be awesome it would be awesome show. but I don't you see it happening it I don't he, see it happening fit perfectly on that show you know how much CG they would need for that I mean, well, they did Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, they did Gorilla. Good point. He's a lot smaller. Yeah. Well, um, I hope, hopefully we can see Zatanna. Hopefully we get a chance to see an on-screen version of Dead Man, maybe. Maybe a Spectre. That would really be All of the DC magical heroes are got to have a chance to get in here now. They can just put the comic relief in there with just, I can just see me laughing. Dead Man is a comic relief. And uh, Detective Chimp. Yeah. He's but, actually in um, the books we're reviewing oh, later, yeah, That's too. why it just popped in my head, because I was like, hey, the dark yeah. stuff. Uh, but next up, we have... The return. Return of, of the Omega Titans no Justice. In, Justice League, in the Justice League. Now, what's going on with this? Let me get out of that one. Uh, I haven't actually read this one yet, so we shall see What? Uh, well, in January, is a Justice League annual number one, written by James Tynion IV and Scott Snyder. I think that's James Tynion, now that I've heard yeah, it a couple we, times. We, we talked about that last week, and I heard that on some, something two weeks ago. I was like, oh, we've been saying his name wrong. I'm sorry. we got to get used to that. Um, well, well, James, you're welcome to come on here and talk to us and um, w- fix that for us. Um, but with all the problems I have with the source wall in DC Universe, uh, the energies of the multiverse, breach with the... Uh, the beings known as the Mega Titans, um, and the Omega Titans, yes, the Earth to destroy Earth. And let's go down a little bit more. They are coming back in this issue. Oh, that looks pretty cool. Now here's the uh, synopsis for it. The Source Wall has uh, uh, degraded. degraded into degraded too much, and the Justice League must now patch up the hole right now, or the whole multiverse will collapse. Our heroes uh, scramble for a solution to turn to the only thing that might work: the Omega Titans. The only problem. They killed the Entropy uh, Titan back in No Justice. So, whoops. <laughs> but never fear. Kyle Rayner, Miss Martian, and Steel from the non-planet-eating Titan team guest star with a plan to create a new Entropy Titan. One that's not so crazy, just might work. Uh, it's interesting. Well, it. the cool thing with Justice oh. League right now yeah. is if you read the Justice League book... We have the standard, just basic, these are the guys in the Justice League, but the Justice League is all the heroes. Exactly. I love that, what Scott Snyder. So you never know. You have guys in all over. Yeah, if you're a hero, you can get pulled into the Justice League. Right. Um, That's great, because to me, that reminds me so much of what happened in Unlimited. Mm -hmm. Like, you had still your main 
Yeah, you uh, had Justice your main League. base Justice League, but, but it had everybody else. Everyone. Yeah, exactly. So thank you, Snyder. Yeah, You're doing great. Um, so that's pretty interesting, Kyle Rayner, and it seems like we're talking back to Teen Titans. Yeah, this is because like, you yeah. have Steel. Uh, who else did they say? Uh, well, yeah, in this one they have Miss Martian, Steel, and kind of Kyle Rayner. Now Kyle I'm wondering, Rainer is this going to be? Too, well, is this going to so be? I wonder if they're going to do a spinoff here from what's Pice? happening in Titans right now. Non-play, yeah, from a Titans team, and I wonder if this is going to be actual John Henry Irons or is this going to be Natasha as Steel? That's because Natasha is part of the Titans right now. It's got um, uh, yeah, Steel wouldn't be a part of the Titans. It would have to be those. It would be Natasha. Yeah, right. I'm wondering what happened to um, Irons then, because we've not seen we him since, since Superwoman. Superwoman. Yeah. So as far as we know, I mean, he's still with Lana. Yeah. But Maybe other than that, I don't down. know. Maybe you took off the S's and said we're just going to settle down as a couple. We'll see. So um, next up, we have a couple Hopefully. of cancellations. Sadly, um, one of them, one of them is not a surprise for, at all. To be honest, I'm sorry. Yeah, guys. one was not a surprise at all. I'm a little lit down by. Well, it looks like with um, January's extra-sized anniversary issue of the Suicide Squad will be the last issue of this current run of Suicide Squad. Now, the, don't worry, Suicide Squad will be back. Oh I mean, yeah, for sure. They have the new the movie coming out January 16th, 29th, or no? Yeah, um, they, they're saying this- they're right now writing the Suicide Squad two, mm-hmm. so they're not going to stop that. Um, in the current version of Suicide Squad was was originally based the on the first movie. Right. I mean the the lineup for it. Yeah, um, and I'm sorry. This was this is one of my favorite iterations of the team. Okay. Um, this, I've not read a lot of where, Suicide Squad. I mean, I've read the this Suicide Squad, but that's it. And see, this is to me, when I, every time I read this book, I'm like, oh my God, you guys. Uh, the, the book didn't come out yet. They made the book because of the movie to hype it up. Yeah. But man, if they could have waited a little bit longer, this would have been the perfect way to write that movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, they lost out on that, in my opinion. The books were so much better, as everyone usually says. But, uh, yes, this team lineup that was used from the movie was used in the comics, too, and they're uh, canceling it on a bang for the 50th annual issue. Um, but, as I said, this is the version of the Suicide Squad for right now. There's been so many different versions of Suicide Squad team lineup over the years. We could probably next time have anyone ranging from Poison Ivy to Harley and... Lobo. You know what I mean? It could be whoever. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Suicide Squad's not dead. Just this lineup of Suicide Squad is they're canceling. So next time we see one, we'll see who's going to be on the team. Um, usually it's always Captain Boomerang and Deadshot. And now I'm seeing Harley's in there. They're probably going to bring her back. More than likely. I, breaking news just is popping up. Oh, what happened now? Um, news from the Elseworlds um, set. Mm-hmm. It looks like um, there's a new picture from the set of Elseworlds crossover on the DC Universe. Now, this is I, it just popped up on my phone. So, um, and it says that um, there, there's a new picture from the set of Elseworlds. We can add a new character to the list of superheroes that are going to appear in the show. John Wesley Ships, the Flash from the '90s. No. Oh. And na- okay. um, and they're not talking about Jay Garrett. Jay Garrett. No. They're um talking about the original Flash. Now, I'm trying to look for where's the actual picture of this. If they have um, it. There it is right there. Oh, it. wow. Oh, wow, yeah. And it is John Wesley's ship in the costume. You can see it. Bring uh, it hang to on. me. Hang on. I'm <laughs> trying to bring it up. There we go. Okay, you're going to have to re- resend that out. Okay. And uh, and we have seen this past oh, wow. week that... Um, oh, wait a minute. Now, this Grant is... Grant Gustin and um, Ollie, Ollie have are swapping. Costumes. So, uh, so um, Stephen Amell is playing the Flash in, the, at the, in this part of this. And Grant Gustin is playing Arrow. That looks freaky. But that that is John Wesley Shipp in the ninety or the freaky. current version of and the nineties costume. Just this on his um, exactly. This was just popped Instagram. up there, so you're gonna have to switch put this out on ours rapidly. If it was on his Twitter, I could do it fast. Yeah. 
So I, yeah, this is amazing. I love that show. And uh, this is just, yeah. Okay. Sorry. We just <laughs> breaking news. So that not only are we going to get, they have confirmed Tyler, so, Hoechlin, Superman, and Lois Lane will be on all three episodes here. We have, um, there's just a list, a laundry list of people in this, uh, Batgirl or Batwoman will be in this show. Uh, now the yeah, original nineties flash will I be on this. He put on his, uh, Twitter too. So I just retweeted that out. You guys. put it on the superpowers Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, now, see, I'm, the more and more I'm seeing of this, remember when Flash was running through time and we saw the Legends, we saw John Wesley Snip's Flash, we saw the future uh, Flash uh, Museum. Yeah. Is this exactly what he was seeing? Are we getting everything know. from that when he was running through time? Is this it? It seems like it. Well, it wasn't really time, it was the multiverse. Exactly. Um, so, so, well, that, that proved at that point that, um, that that Flash was in the multiverse. Right. And we finally are getting to see it. And now we can see that one, yes. Um, this next one we have here, guys, is another title uh, that got canceled. Like I said, I'm sorry. I never got into this. It just didn't do anything for me. Um, the yeah, this is one that, um, yeah, one of the ones from the new age of DC heroes. And um, now we've already lost the Immortal Men. That was another one I was like. There was, yeah, well, we've said there was like. That was just so much There's what, in four that. of them, that, or three of them that I've no, four, been really enjoying. The fourth one has been okay, oh, what's the fourth but one the one last three were not, didn't hit for me. The um, Sideways has been awesome. Silencer damage has been, been good. good. Silencer, oh, Damage is, yes. That's damage, the Terrifics. Now, Curse of Brimstone was okay. Yeah, I didn't, that's the, I didn't really care for that. The Unexpected was weird because it's a hard, that one and the Immortal Men were the hard ones Immortal to get your head wrapped around. so much. And Challengers it. of the Unknown. There's been eight. Oh, yeah, I so forgot. Far. See, I, at least. So four out of the eight, I yeah, like. Yeah, four were like. okay. The other four were awesome. Um, but in this last issue, the synopsis for this, and it also says final issue, um, diffusing the name for metal, uh, inst, uh, uh, yeah, this is going to be the final issue that comes out. When did it say? Uh, the 9th of January. Okay. Next year. Don't expect to have accidentally given a bad uh, Samaritan what he always wanted a doorway to the dark multiverse and Mandadark. Uh, but Monitor World. Mandrake. Or, oh, Mandrake. But uh, Monitor World isn't just a doorway, it's a trap door with the multiverse on life support opening. It might just be a kill shot everyone's feared. Now, I don't know, because the final issue is setting up for next year, I, since they know it's going to be the final issue, I'm pretty sure they're going to set this up in a way where it ends on a, some type of... Oh, maybe. Good they may actually have I mean, it, it as a negative that sets up, up something else. I guess what I'm saying. It'll be a good wrap-up for the series. Yeah. Um, so that's two of the dark or the new age of DC um, heroes down, but the other ones are still look like they're doing okay. I would not be surprised if we lose lose challenges the unknown. I wouldn't be either. And they, when they, they'll probably finish that up with number six. And I don't know. Um, Brimstone has been kind of floundering for me. It's been floundering. I mean, people may be enjoying it. I don't know, but for me, it hasn't been all that great. Yeah, it's been a miss for me. So we'll find out. Um, now, as of right now, it says yeah, there's five titles remaining. We have Damage, Brimstone, Terrifics, Silencer, and Sideways. New Challengers, it says, was actually um, part of the initiative, but the solicits as a... Um, but it was always... New Challengers was actually always supposed to be a six-issue series. And that ends this week. So New Challengers is done. So we have three of them down. The other five are still going. Um, like I said, Damage has been fun. Terrifics has been fun. Silencer has been cool. And Sideways has been just uh, craziness. Yeah. So Brimstone is the only one for me, the other one that's just, it's weird. It's very much a, um, well, all of these ones, 
are very uh, Marvel-esque. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that might be why we're, I don't know. That may be why they're still going strong, too. So you never know. It's good competition. Well, the last story we actually have before we get into our reviews is a little bit more information we can pull out of um, Brian Michael Bendis' spotlight panel from New York Comic Con talking about Young Justice and Wonder Comics in general. And you told me about this one um, before I even found out about it. Yeah. Now, we do know that Young Justice is coming back, and it is going to be Robin... Connor Kent Superboy and this yes. this says Superboy here. Mhm. Which the what does that leave for Jonathan then? Hey, Jonathan's out doing what his own thing with his grandpa. That's what so, he's doing. I don't know. <laughs> and Impulse, which we already know is back in the universe. Right. Already. We just haven't seen him do anything yet. Yeah, he had like one quick page. Well, the other one is a character that the next one they're adding to this is a character that I've only seen on you remember the DC Nation shorts that they ran during Young yeah, Justice and the we old got them on DC. Well, we got too. um Amethyst of Gemworld. I had never heard of this character before that, but it is a character that's been around because um, Patrick Gleason, uh, who's co-writing the um, Young Justice book, says that um, every time a crisis happens in the DC world universe, something weird happens in Gemworld. And now we know whose fault it is. He says about Amethyst of Gemworld. Now, oh, also, yeah. we are getting um, they're bringing in uh, now Gleason and Bendis, I believe. No, Bendis and Nick Darrington um, are writing the Batman series for the Walmart exclusive Giants. And they're bringing in a character called Jenny Hex, which is actually a descendant of Jonah Hex. Yep, yep. interesting. Uh, and also, um, there's a Green Lantern hacker that's going to join the team's new iteration. So that's talking... Um, oh, so those two are going to be part of Young Justice too. it looks like. So yeah, Young Justice is going to add Amethyst, Omen. Jenny Hex, and... A Green Lantern hacker, Name whatever that Naomi? means. No, oh, no. Naomi's another bo- a different book. Oh, this okay. is be- into the rest of. Um, now they've not said really anything about um, the Wonder Twins, but the character of Naomi is going to have her own solo book in um, Wonder Comics, and she's described as a young woman of color who's growing up in an all-white town who begins to look into her own pre-adoption past to discover a secret that will introduce a whole new mythology to the DC universe with ripple effects across Wonder Comics and other books. And then the last one is Dial H for Hero. Um, written Now this is interesting because they didn't mention Wonder Twins at all in here. Which Wonder Twins is another book coming from this and we'll have to see where that is and when it's coming. Yeah, right, but um, Dial H for Hero is being written by Sam Humphreys, illustrated by Joe Quinones. Um, and it's going to take inspiration from various types, of, different types of comic books, from classic manga to 90s image books. Uh, Bendis describes the comic's powerful dial as being the greatest MacGuffin in the DCU and stated that everyone will be chasing after it um, after its new owner, Miguel. Uh, he also confirmed that the series will be will fill um, readers in on the fate of the dial's previous owner, Robbie Reed. So, in Young Justice is the first Wonder Comics title. It comes January 2019. All right. So, uh, but with that, it. yeah, that's all we have for those. But we now we get to get into uh, reviews. our reviews. Now, the first two we're going to hit just real quick. Yeah. Because um, both of them were kind of downers this week. And actually, let me pull those out. We got – now, the one thing about this um, – last the titles we did for last week was the first titles for uh, – for October, and it was the first had the first couple of foil covers. They look amazing. This week, all the titles were foil covers, and I don't know if on the camera here you can actually see this. Yeah, a little, let me see and see if it shines a little. 
Well, there you go. You can, they can see it. It shines. Definitely shines. Every one of them has these, but um, the one I'm really happy about was the Supergirl cover. was one of my favorite covers I've seen in years, and I don't know what it is. I'm not a huge manga, manga fan, look? but it's a, got a very manga look or manga look to it. And let's see. Yeah, there. You can kind of see there. If you um, look up the cover, you'll see, but it's amazing. All the blue on here shines, and even the blue in her eyes jump out at you it's um a beautiful beautiful cover but um this week we're actually going to talk real quick on titans number 27 and uh not detective why did i pull that one yeah i wanted red hood red hood outlaw number 27 now red hood outlaw number 27 is a direct um reaction to the events of heroes in crisis Mm -hmm. number one what happened uh from the first one when he goes out on his own Mm -hmm. we can get into it well, he's off on his own because remember Roy um, let him just wa- or um, let's see where yeah this was at, um, right after he left Roy basically isn't it mm-hmm. so he's walking out trying to figure out who he is as Red Hood again and he gets into this little truck stop and um, he orders a yeah some coffee and he actually um, ends up getting into a bar fight with a guy who tries to pull a knife on him which is not a smart move so the rest of the bar all try to jump him at the same time. And he's talking about how um, he's done working by Bruce's rules. He's done. Um, he's tried to do it for too long, and he's done. Well, he basically lays out the whole bar, except for this one bruiser comes back, is about to take him down from behind, and just kind of crumbles out of nowhere. And you then you see Bruce Wayne standing behind the guy with two fingers sticking out, and the guy's just laying there, knocked out. Um, and then you, um, the rest of the book, basically, Bruce has showed up to not fight um, Jason again, but as more of a father again. Yeah. Because he's here to let Roy or um, Jason, let Jason know, what know what happened, happened to Roy, knowing friend. that Roy was Jason's best friend. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the book is the two of them talking it out and um, about what happened and Bruce being there for him. Um, and Jason actually makes a point here. He says, um, and he tells Bruce that um, death isn't the worst thing that can happen to a person. Bruce I know, trust me. Yeah, and then he brings he, up the fact that... He says, well, he says, Bruce died, Damien died. died. Death I is, died. Death is, death is a revolving door in our business. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, the, so many people have died before, but um, as they're leaving, they... And I, this is one of my favorite panels yeah, I've no, seen in a while. It's yeah. Bruce and Jason hugging it out. The And the reflection in the water below, you see Batman and um, Red Hood's costumes. And um, Jason moves off on his own. Uh, and then we go back to this was had happened in the past. Now he's standing along a fence and leaving a final message for Roy and saying goodbye to Roy on his phone, even though he knows Roy's already gone. Right. This was yeah, this was a sad issue. Mm-hmm. And after that, um, he basically moves into this. Or he walks into this new town, and it is the perfect town. And this is the perfect like '50s style town. He gets into it too perfect because he has something to do here, and he um I don't know what it is yet, but. The last page has someone um, doing an analysis of him and checking everything out and starting to track him. So there is someone here that he's looking for, and I think they found him first. So that was Red Hood Outlaw number 27. I just wanted to touch on it real fast because of um, it is a direct reaction to Heroes in Crisis number one. Now, Titans number 27 is a direct... Um, now, this is a direct reaction to um, the beginning of it sets up where Donna's at which was because at- this is after Heroes in Crisis also, mm-hmm. but it's also um, after Batman number um, fifty five, 
But before Nightwing, uh, number fifty, is it? So Legion. or whichever one that was that he got shot in. Everyone's mourning roar right now. So yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's before, or it's right after Batman 55 where Nightwing got shot, but it's before Nightwing 50 where he comes back as a new Nightwing, mm-hmm. or as a new Dick Grayson. Yeah, Dick Grayson. So in this, the, the team just found out that Nightwing got shot. Um, the, well, you open up with Donna being the last one at Roy's grave and leaves a flower. Then we get to the um, Hall of Justice, and everybody wants to know um, what's going or Gar walks in and wants to know what's going on. Beast Boy... Then um, they have to fill him in on what happened, and everybody's um, everybody's trying to uh, contemplate how does this team keep going without Nightwing? Nightwing is the one that pulled it together and started right. this team. He's the one that had the vision for this team to even um, think about doing anything. So, um, but uh, Beast Boy walks in and says, "Well, that and um, it hits him hard." But there's other business he brought in too. Back in the um, when they restarted this Titans back, I believe it was issue 25. What was it? Um, whichever I, issue number 23, the first new metahuman that was created by the source wall was, uh, Tyler Baines. And, uh, they had promised to actually help him get better and fix it, fix him. Well, he's in the hospital and his body's failing. Finally, he's dying. Yeah. So the rest of the, the front cover. yeah the rest of the episode we get um, we get back to Titans headquarters. Donna is lubricating her issues at the moment and um, drinking me- drinking her medicine. Mm-hmm, and we have Raven death. talking and talking it out with Donna, and they're actually having and Raven pointing out that um, she's having a really hard time with this because she has no emotions at all right now. Right, because her soul self is missing. That's where all of her emotions were. Then from there. Um, and the, then you get to Steel and Beast Boy talking out, trying to figure out what is their point in this team. What go? Where do we go from here? Basically, then um, Guard gets a, gets the idea. Wait, we can fix Tyler. Um, or Steel had the had an idea. Uh, she and um, oh, what's his name? Um, Ben. She and Ben Rubel have been building this capacitor that collects source wall energy. They have an idea that maybe if we overload this kid's body with source wall energy, right, it'll strengthen him so that we can actually um, remove the energy, but his body body will be stronger again. And Miss Martian is telling him, "No, we don't experiment on people." Goes back and forth till finally um, Donna walks in and are they? They're trying to figure out well what what would Nightwing do in this situation? Because right, Nightwing's not Nightwing right now. Exactly, and Donna Troy comes up with the idea that you know what Nightwing would. Even if there's one percent chance, he would try it because doing something is better than just letting yeah, the kid die on his exactly. own. Exactly. So they go ahead with the procedure, try to um, try to save the kid, and it doesn't work, and he ends up dying on them. Um, from there, they, it's just uh, they're all of them feel at least we did something. We tried to help him, um, and the last thing is um, Beast Boy says straight up, "This day couldn't get any worse." Seriously. Hmm. Where do we go from here? In the last panel, you see Tempest swimming through the water extremely fast. And the next episode is, as the Earth drowns, Tempest returns. So it looks like we are getting Garth back. Yes. Yay. So then our big one. And then we're getting into the ones we're really going to get into this week. And that is um, from last week's books. We're going to get into the Wonder Woman Justice League Dark Witching Hour number one. 
and Wonder Woman number 56, which is part two of The Witching Hour. Now, this is an interesting story that they're doing across all of October. This is a Halloween story, or a witch-themed story, so this is their Halloween spookiness. Yep. But um, we start in Themyscira years and years ago. And this is here, Kate? Hecate. Hecate. Well, we have um, a very young uh, Diana. Diana. Wait, what happened? Yeah, Stop. mine's been acting funky. No, the, the tablet turned off for a second. I don't know if you I get lost young power. Diana uh, getting attacked by there we go. Hecate. Um, and she winds up getting. Well, no, 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 not right away. Diana's just running through the woods because there's the the followers of Hecate, which is part of the Amazons. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's these rituals that they do that no one's allowed to see. Well, a young girl is like, "Hey, wait a minute, I want to see this." Mm, okay. So she goes and hides in the woods looking for them. The problem is Hecate knows what's going or can see that she's there. And um, she sees these strange things of the the women, instead of one or the three women there, all of a sudden they're one person. And it's just a very strange um, adult type situations and such that um, a kid shouldn't be seeing. Right. And uh, we see that she actually gets branded on her forehead with a symbol. It looks like a um, circle in the middle with two, two half mi- moons on moons, either side. Mm-hmm. A full moon and a whole, two halves. Mm-hmm. And then we get back that she's back with her mom, and um, they're confronting the priestess of um, Hecate, and uh, what, asking what what's going on. And they're saying, well, the girl may not have seen what she thought she saw. Uh, it's very confusing seeing the rituals when you're not the um, when you're not part of it, basically. And they um, say nothing evil's going on. It's all good. You're going to be fine. And so uh, they've basically calmed down Diana, and she's able to move on. But she's still having nightmares. But, well, but after she leaves, her mother confronts the um, priestesses of Hecate and goes after her and says, asks them straight up, what did you do to my daughter? Um, And he says, and she says, well, I heard what you told her. I know better. The queen commands you, what did you do to my daughter? Because she knows that the priestesses do these rituals, rituals and things yeah. as part of following Hecate. Um, then, for, and then um, let me see where it's at here. Okay. We get to the modern time and back to the Hall of Justice. Now, Diana and Zatanna are there to really discuss what's going on with Diana and how she's not feeling herself and the yeah. powers of Hecate. Well, no, no, no. That's not that. We're not there yet. This here, they're talking about... Um, it's Diana and Zatanna bringing what the Justice League Dark's been working on and how magic is going totally out of control. Oh, yeah, and it's the And telling them about down. the Upside Down Man and things they've been... Basically, what's been happening in Justice League Dark to this point. Um, so they talk about all that. Um, they talk about how they went to go see Dr. Fate. And um, Naboo actually um, caused even w- worse damage. Worse damage. And Naboo is not on their side right now. No. Which, anybody who doesn't know, Naboo is actually the the, um, well, the spirit of Dr. Dr. Fate. Hel- in the helmet. It is the spirit of the helmet that takes control of whoever wears the helmet. And be- they become Dr. Fate. But they're talking about if, um, if even, because Dr. Fate is supposed to be the strongest Magis- oh. um, sorcerer on, the, in, on our plane of existence. If he's not working for us, then we're in major trouble. Right. They ask, um, let me see the question. Um, he, oh, they ask, how did um, you push them back? How did you get uh, Dr. Fate and the other ones to leave you guys alone? Well. Or, um, Batman, or Superman asks him, you push them back. She says, yes. He says, how? And she purposely moves her hand away from her lasso and tells him, oh, I was just lucky. Because she doesn't know what happened. Yeah. Because um, when she they were fighting, herself. something happened, and she totally lost control 
and it automatically fought back with some kind of magic power. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was basically Hecate's. Uh, yeah, it was Hecate controlling her. But Batman uh, goes to ask what's wrong with my friend, basically, and he's talking to Zantana about it, and she doesn't tell him that's up to her, just hope that she's feeling okay. And they know something's up with her. Once they get back, her and um, Zantana and Wonder Woman have the conversation, why didn't you tell your friends about what's happening? They're concerned about you. Um, and everything that's been going on is that they rely on and she cannot use control but she has that mark that always has like these echoes in her brain since she's been a child mm-hmm. and it's uh, that crescent the symbol yeah it's the symbol that she was branded with as a child they don't know what's going on with it but it is a symbol from Hecate because if you see the pictures of Hecate she's got that same thing on her forehead then we get back to Justice League and as they are discussing really what's going on right now uh, this uh, someone starts. It looks like Hecate is whispering in their ears, distracting. <clears throat> yeah, because well, they were going to bring in um, some contingencies for the magic, and they're um, they're looking for people like Black Diamond of the Eclipse, and all of a sudden they're from Eclipse. So, and they all of a sudden just drop into regular meeting stuff. Okay, well, we were right. Ted Court has registered another complaint about monitor duty, and they're back into just the general meeting stuff. It's like they totally forgot about magic. Right, it's, it's distracting them. Mm-hmm. Now we go from London, Cario, Brooklyn, and Los Angeles. All and there's doorways that people are yeah walking into these doorways. And it's like these witches, and it's uh, where uh, Tracy Thirteen works mm-hmm. and where John Constantine. Yeah, where we find this is the bar. sisterhood of the slight of the slight hand. Uh, it's been formed in the shadows of the greater magic community. Um, means for minor practitioners to improve their craft, and they've gone to they've gone to um, Bobo's bar at the moment. To meet up. And like we said, um, Constantine is sitting in the corner here. And um, Rebecca Carstairs enters, which um, anybody who doesn't know, that's a character called Witchfire, which is a pretty ma- powerful magic user, I believe, in the DC universe. Hey, and she comes to talk to them. And um, as they're talking and stuff, she totally loses, con- or they start to do their ritual. ritual yeah. Tracy Thirteen is the one that leads mm-hmm. it off. Tracy Thirteen is leading it. And then, which actually, I think they're still supposed to be developing a Tracy Thirteen series Cheers, at some yeah. point. They take each other's hands, and as they're doing it, all of a sudden, um, Witchfire's powers totally lose control. That's her acting. And she starts to remember getting branded with this thing. And um, it's the same thing that Diana. Yeah, it's the same thing that happens to Diana, except for her powers burn everything around her. Right. So she basically kills everyone in the bar except for two. Yeah, except for Tracy Thirteen and and Tracy Thirteen. Yes. Um, And then we go back to the basement of Hall of Justice, (laughs) and we find yeah. Swamp Thing Wild in the basement of the Hall of Justice. <laughs> swamp Thing is growing a whole lot of Swamp Things. Yes, he's growing different, uh, what do you call these things? Uh, uh, avatars. Yeah, and <laughs> Bo was like, can you just please stop that? That's like kind of creepy. And then you see uh, Man Bat like, oh, these things are cool. Can I experiment on these things? Yeah. <laughs> well, Swamp Thing tells us straight up, I have to make a place for myself in this cavern. I need to create mulch. Right. So he's creating mulch, you got to think, is decaying plant matter, which is which him. would be the uh, the waste from plant matter. Yeah, and Bobo's like, I need a drink. This is freaking out. This yeah. is gross. And he's a monkey. He doesn't even throw his poop at people. Come on. Then you get uh, Wonder Woman and Zatanna coming back down to the steps, and they're discussing everything, and like, did you not tell them what's going on? Like, no. Why not? Then they have their own little personal meaning. As they're getting on with this, she's trying. She starts to remember everything that has happened, and that starts bringing out the Hecate in her. Well, did you see um, see what the bottle is that Zatanna gives to Bobo? Yeah, Bim Bim Jean. Yeah, <laughs> she tells the Bobo because Bobo's saying. Um, 
They talk about um, how Batman, how they didn't tell Batman. Right. And Bobo says straight up, well, Batman's definitely someone who doesn't take it personally when you when a person doesn't tell him the truth. Things that can tr- destroy the world, he's going to have a very rational reaction to that. Right. And <laughs> that's when Zatanna's like, hey, have a bank drink, Bobo. And I then, love Bobo's, because re- Bobo is the comic relief that this yeah, team he needs. Is. This team could get very dark very fast. So and he says straight up, I don't like your tone, but I do like your whiskey. <laughs> of course he does. And then um, Zantana starts to help Diane and help her through this, and she'll just give me her hand. She can heal her, um, but she's not able to. You see, once she touches her hand, it's like Hecate comes to her and says, no, mm-hmm. you cannot. She's mine. Um, so they say, go get help, and says, there's no need to get help. Hecate is the goddess of the magic, um, and then talks about her father and uh, how he was just a fraud, and his father was nothing but a short son. Yeah, he's talking about Zatara. Yes. And then Bibbo tries to yeah, communicate. Bibbo, wow, sorry. Bobo, I'm thinking that's yeah. man. <laughs> Bobo is trying to yeah, call the League for help. Uh, uh, Legend Tomorrow, sorry. Uh, but Bobo tries to call for help and with the Justice League, but they're so distracted over what Hecate's magic is. Yeah, they're, well, they're distracted with their standard meeting minutes and mm-hmm. such. And he's like, oh, please, come now on. They cannot me. get a hold of him. And then Hecate puts him right back into the uh, room and starts flowing off with him. And he's like, someone get into the closet. Get us into the closet now. Uh, Swamp Thing tries to uh, control it with all his other little uh, clones Mm -hmm. and take down uh, Hecate. And as he's doing that, he grabs Diana and um, Bobo and they're running. They head for the closet door for some reason. Mm -hmm. And he busts right through it. The team falls in and it's nothing but a bunch of barrels. Yeah. Like, I put this bar, put this door here for the bar of the Hall of Justice. Seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) Yeah. when When they moved into the basement Hall of Justice, he put a portal doorway. In the closet there that goes into the basement of his bar. <laughs> um, but they say destroy a door before she comes back, and now he's at his bar, and they see nothing but a bunch of burnt bodies with just John Constantine sitting there with a bit of blood on his trench coat. And then Zantana sees John, and Zantana and John have had past relations before. They've mm-hmm. been in love. He grabs her and kisses her, and she says, why did you do that? He said, I just love look around you. That's probably the last time I'm going to be able to kiss you. Yeah. The world is going to end. We're all going to die. And the next issue, which we're about to cover, is Wonder Woman 56. Exactly. And as soon as I bring it up here, we will they make cover... A, did they make a toy of um, Detective Chimp? Let me look this up. I don't know if they've ever made a Detective Chimp toy. I am loving this character. I've never actually read Detective Chimp except for the um, one Halloween, or Christmas special they had. The, uh, but he is a fun character. He is. Let me see. So I need well, next up, we have Wonder Woman number 56. Hmm. And as soon as it comes up... They have some statues and stuff. Heroclix had them. Yeah, but it's not a actual. Dang it. Well, someone just, like, sawed them off and was like, here you go. I might yeah. do that. But, anyways, we are on to issue 56 of, of Wonder, Woman. Wonder Woman. And this one starts in the Elysian Fields in Greece. And they find there's a unicorn here. And the team basically has to capture a unicorn. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is weird. We don't know why. Why is not loading up all the way they load her But they load it onto a boat. And they're talking about how difficult it is to catch a unicorn and such. And everything that had just happened. Constantine is with them right now. Mm-hmm. And they're moving on. Um, and they're talking, what do you think she's going to do with this? Um, and Man Bad, that was Swamp Thing. And Man Bad says, I don't think any of us want an answer to that question. And no one knows what what we're doing here. They're going to some island. And it's, um, I don't even know how you sp- pronounce this. It's A-E-A-E-A. A-E-A-E-A? Ayaya. Ayaya? I don't 
<laughs> but my, um, my computer's not loading up for this yeah. comic right now. They're saying um, <laughs> Zatanna, as they're approaching the says she won't even say the person's name. She just says, you know who. Just because she, um, this person may already, um, or you don't want to alert them that they we're here, even though she might know we're already here. Mm-hmm. But as they're talking, Diana just dives off the boat and says, you know what, we're not going to, for what we're here for, I'm not waiting. And um, she says straight up, the time has passed for waiting. No matter what horrors on the island face, um, we're if Even we're to have face. any kind of hope. Um, and then they said, don't say her name. Don't. And she says, Cersei. Ah. And then. Yeah, so then, works. boom, the thunder, the lightning. And, and there goes And all Cersei. the craziness happens. And half the team, uh, Man Bat gets turned into a cow. Johnson's team becomes a wolf. Uh, Jective Chimp becomes a goose. And Swamp <laughs> Thing becomes a boar. Out of nowhere, and Zatanna's still standing there. Then you see Cersei screaming and yelling, how dare you show up here? It's too late. I'm good. It's about time that we finish our battle, Diana. We've always gone back and forth, but now that you've um, gotten rid of um, here, what do you have to say for yourself? And Diana moves her tiara, and you see the mark on her forehead. Yep, and that's when she's and, realizing, oh. And then we see the actual serious. name of it. She says straight up, the witch mark of Hecate. She, she marked you. And all of a sudden, everything calms down, and Cersei's in modern clothing all of a sudden. She becomes basically her human self. Uh-huh. And she gives her and a she big says, hug. sorry about the theatrics. Um, after a few, uh, in a few thousand years, I do enjoy the camp of the superhero game quite a bit. Silly outfits, the punching. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps things from getting tedious. And now we see there is another... But now that the witching hour has begun... Oh, she's terribly sorry about this one. Now she's totally on their side, 100%. Mm-hmm. And now, so you see, there is a Native American. Her name is Apache. Oh, where is it? Well, it's... Um, no relation to Apache Chief. Manitou Dawn. And this is in um, New Mexico. And you see her running away. And it looks like she was witch-marked also, and she be, and she took off. But What's she's been name? working with this town. Um, she's a retired superhero at this point. No, he said no relation to Apache Chief. No, it doesn't... No, she was um, actually... She's... Um, let me see here. Oh, there it is. It. She did not make sense of her memories. Obsidian. Oh, um, she had been born in the Obsidian Age of Atlantis. The descendants of her people became the first Apache nation. There we go. Um, what was this memory of the three-faced god? And it, she, she didn't understand. It looks like she was one of the ones also witch-marked. Mm-hmm. So um, now there's the three. Yes, and she's taking off. And um, then the, you get a thing of the town. When she took off, she left a big imprint of gone. And now usually, she's uh, she had actually helped get a um, get a uh, rec center built for the town. She helped them secure a bunch of computers. She uh, helps these children and stuff. And the only time she ever wears a costume anymore is just to show off for the kids once in a while. So they can't figure this out. Um, well, before we get to that spot, we're not got that far. We're back right, into right, the right, mountain. Right. So, Wait, all of a sudden, we're back in, I believe. No. No, okay. Uh, yeah. I was ahead of you. So, th- yeah, and this one guy's telling them all about it, and this, um, and they find out that this girl, the, the only thing she said was something about pandas and bats. And then the cop asked him, Nanda Parbat? And he says, yeah, that yeah, could be it. Be it but- and then you see Boston Brand jump out of this guy and take off. Like, oh, wait a minute. What does um, Manitoba Dawn want with Nanda Parbat? And Dead Man takes off because there's something really, really wrong here. Now we go back to the basement of the Hall of Justice. It's no. Just, no, no, it's not. This no, it's is Cersei's um, lair. And uh, she's giving them dinner. Drinking, yeah. eating. And telling them basically what's going on and what the witch marks are and what Hecate has done. That um, Hecate was here before the old gods. Before everything else, she was controlling magic. Drawn, it looks so weird to me. Yeah, it almost looks human. like they're trying to go human. 
but she is older than anything else on Earth. And you find out what it is is um, Hecate was trying to, um, let me see. She was the primal woman incarnate, maidenhood and mo- to motherhood to crone, birth, creation, death. Her symbol was the full moon with the symbol of mankind's greatest collective unconsciousness. Um, she was also known as the witch mother. In the early days of man, when she could, still consorted with an open heart and mind, the first human magicians attempted to steal her unlimited power within her, um, but they failed, caging something far darker, but something that would slowly infect the world with darkness. Now, in order to protect her boundless power, um, she broke it into five pieces and hid them within young women until the hour came when she would need her power back. So these women became the witch marked, and as one would die, she would move the power into someone else without taking it back into herself. And, and so that is what are. Diana is, one of those mm-hmm. witch marked, and it looks like at this time, it is time for her to start consolidating her power again. Yep. And now we got to figure out, you know, this, we, well, we realize this is not a good thing. No, not at all. And um, so Diana we get to a point flip. where um, Wonder Woman's like, well, that's enough. And because Cersei says, if Hecate is trying to do this, there is nobody on this plane of existence that can stop her. Mm-hmm. And Diana says, well, wait a minute. There's got to be some way. Um, and she says, I will not be a um, of weapon of a vengeful jo- God. Uh, what can, is there any way we can use this power against Cersei or against Hecate? Yeah, there you go. Um, um, but then Zantana disagrees and say, you're. You're not thinking straight because obviously Batman was right because um, this is something we this. can't handle. Mm-hmm. They get into a big fight. Yeah, they they argue about it, but um, eventually she looks at Cersei and says, "Could you actually activate this mark in um, in a way that you could act, that um, would actually guard her or um, Diana from Hecate's control?" Um, and it talks because Cersei um, is a follower of Hecate. That's where she got all her power from originally. And uh, um, Cersei says, "Well." I, I might be able to do something, um, but this is going to hurt a little bit. And out of nowhere, Boston Brand comes flying through. And yeah, tells them, there you guys are. Do you know there's a distressed unicorn running around? Upstairs? Yeah. <laughs> he tells them that Ramakushna sent uh, sent him here to get help. Because um, he tried to tell... Um, oh, he had tried to tell her that the old Justice League Dark doesn't run together anymore, but he heard about a new set. And they find out Nanda Parbat is burning. Manitou Dawn is actually attacking Nanda Parbat right now. Yep. So they have to go help. So he's calling them for to call them there, and then uh-huh. Roman power is unleashed with the power. Well, of Zatanna Hecate. says, um, or uh, Detective Chimp says that we are all getting pretty tired of um, the the feeling around here that um, that magic is going kind of crazy, and they're way out of their depth. And um, Deadman says straight up, "I'm all ears. There has to be something something capable of stopping this Hecate." And we see, don't worry, there is. And you see um, Wonder Woman Diana powered all powered up and glowing, but it looks like she's actually in control this time. For now. And this continues in part three in Justice League Dark number four next week. So, But that's all of our reviews this week. The, the comics have been awesome. And I, like I said, I'm loving these new comic covers, the foil covers for these. Same. They are amazing. But from there, we really only have one thing left to do this week. And we got to take a trip. We do to a shop. And 
this sound can only mean one thing. It is time for our weekly trip to the comic book shop. This week, it's for um, October 24th, 2018, and that was the song Comic Book Shop by the Shazbots. Check them out on iTunes and uh and Facebook, or go to www.shazbots.com um, and let them know that you heard about them right here on the DC Superpowers Podcast. We have 13 books this week, 10 regular ones and three miniseries that we're covering. One of them is a brand new miniseries mm-hmm. that I'm looking for. This one's going to be interesting to see. But why don't you start us off with Batgirl number 28? I let you do that. Oh, that you want me to do that one? glitchy on me. Oh, figures. Okay. Well, let me start us off with Batman, <laughs> Batgirl number 28. I'm on the second one. That one's the actual one that actually just pulled up for me, so I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. Well, we have even millennial superheroes are moving back in with their parents. While recovering from the injuries she suffered battling grotesque, Barbara Gordon's been living with her police commissioner dad while she recuperates. To get Barbara out of her funk, Jim Gordon hires her to do some IT grunt work at the GCPD. Unfortunately, he just gave full security clearance to one of the best hackers on the planet. Batgirl now has access to the police database in hopes of capturing Grotesque, who also seems to be using the database as well. Is this an inside job? Art's done by Norm Rapmond and Paul Pilletier, and is written by um, Margaret Bennett. Our next one is Batman issue number 25. Batman Beyond issue number 25. Batman Beyond issue number 25. In the special oversized issue, legendary DC scribe Dan Jurgens has joined the superstar artist Kali Hammer from Batman The Signal to bring back the biggest baddie of all time, of them all, in the final joke. Hmm, sounds Mm -hmm. interesting. We heard this was coming. The dedication of a new building, uh, Commemorating a special Wayne family event. The 100th birthday of Thomas Wayne brings out all of Neil Gossam's familiar faces, including one who was definitely not on the guest list. The Joker, I knew it, makes his long-awaited return to Neil Gotham, and no one is safe. Will he strike Batman, Robin, Commissioner Barbara Gordon, the original Cake Crusader himself, Bruce Wayne? To set, uh... The ah, decades. decades after uh, his last fight with the Dark Knight, the Clown Prince of Crime returns home to take his city back once and for all. And of course, art is done by Kali Hammer and uh, written by Dan Jurgens. Now I'm wondering, is this going to be the real Joker, or is it going to be? Because you got to think, Joker. I really feel all like the it. other ones we've seen so far. Scarecrow was a new Scarecrow. True. Uh, we've seen all the some of the other big bads come back as a new here as a new great. character. No, uh, we've already done that. I know. <laughs> so is this the real Joker? Or is this someone else? I mean, we've seen Jokers in this town for years. Right. They have a whole gang called the Jokers, Jokers. and multiple gangs and we called saw the Jokers. A Joker body at the very beginning of the Batman Beyond series for Rebirth. Mm-hmm. So, which Joker is this? We will find out soon. Next up, we got actual Detective Comics nine hundred ninety one. Nine issues at le- to That's go. That's crazy. This one's running up fast too. Batman's new partner, Two Face, as Harvey Dent's persona asserts fragile control over the villain's psyche. The Dark Knight, Commissioner Gordon, and their ally-turned-enemy-turned-ally must work together to stop Cobra's terrorist attack against Gotham City. Art is done by Carmine D. Gianna Domenico, and it's written by James Robinson. It's fun watching, reading Two-Face, because I didn't grow up reading a lot of Batman, so mm. I've, not, I've read very little Two-Face. All I, most of what I know from Two-Face is it's from the animated series. animated series, from movies, from things like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, when they write him, he's... About like we know him in the movies, video games. Very similar still. Okay. This goes a little bit more twisted and deaf with him usually. Um, next issue is the Flash issue number 57. The insidious secret that uh, 
corrupted Heatwave's mind is free looking for a new host, one of who doesn't run quite as hot. Unfortunately, it takes over Central City's detective Burns uh, inside. Instead. And, and instead, and now uh, she's the one rampaging across the city wreck, city wrecking uh, shop. Burns must learn on an unlikely source to help her with these new powers while Flash and Iris make a big decision about their next move. And the art? Ah. Nah, you already got rid of it. <laughs> art <laughs> is done by Scott Collins and is and written by, by Joshua Williams. There we go. Um, this is an interesting story because I'm wondering when are we going to actually see the um, Wally, the aftermath of the death of Wally West in this? Maybe, hopefully after this one's done. Yeah. Well, this is issue 57, so we got three issues until we start the new story arc with issue number um, 60, I believe, starts the new one with these um, where he's going to Cordial uh, Maltese and all that. So we got three issues left. I'm hoping at least one of those is a standalone about what happened to Wally. I hope so. So next up, we get Justice League Odyssey number two. And that cover is kind of telling me we couldn't trust Darkseid. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like it. Would you ever trust Darkseid? No. His name's Dark. <laughs> I know. It, well, it's Darkseid. He's one of the old, new gods. Yeah. Or he's the new devil, basically. Yeah. He is the um, new gods version of the devil. So uh, let me. There it goes. So you want me to get it? Nope, I got it. Nah. Cyborg, Starfire, Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz, and Azrael debate whether so-called God of Evil, Darkseid, should have joined the team. Too late. That evil horse has left the barn. But before the team can resolve this conflict, they're forced into action when Vril Dox takes an interest in the Kaluan refugees. Attacking the sh- their ship with a new Manhunter army of his own control- creation. Because more violence is always the answer. Hmm. Art is done by Stepan Sejic, and it's written by Joshua Williams. It is still weird to see Azrael on a team like this. Yeah, Cyborg it's, I can see in a space team. Jessica Cruz definitely, because Green Lanterns is a space book. And, it, yeah, and Starfire is an weird. alien. Yeah, it just feels weird seeing Azrael. It felt like they could have picked someone else. Yeah, well, the, it's going to be it's gonna be awesome when they figure out what it actually is. Um, this next one is Sciencer issue number 10. Sciencer finds herself in a deadly showdown with a pair of killers. Uh... Quietus? Who's the Quietus? And Gun, as they, uh, as well as the giant uh, kaiju, kaiju monster at Superman's theme park. No refunds given, parkours. Um, if she can shoot her way out of the trouble, she'll still have to track down Talia's body before the uh, labyrinth. Um, uh, Leviathan. Leviathan can resurrect her. Of course, uh, them being a secret evil criminal organization and all, they'll probably have backup plans inside of contingencies wrapped up in their true motivations. At any rate, someone's getting their soul eaten whether they like it or not. Uh, That doesn't sound fun. Not at all. Pat uh, Jitcher and written by Dan Abnett. Okay. Oh, this next cover looks awesome. Oh my goodness. That looks great. Who's the artist on this? Man, that's good. Well, the next cover is Titans number 28. You see that? And this is the prelude to Drowned Earth, which comes to Justice League. I I was wondering if that's going to be what this ties into. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it says right on the cover that it's a No, but the last one, remember? Okay, yeah, with Tempest. When it was coming back, I'm like, I wonder if he's going to let them know what's happening with this new Aquaman tie-in with Justice League. Well, this is then in a tie-in to the road to Drowned Earth. The Titans get a visit from an old teammate when Atlantean mage Tempest guest stars in the ish. What's got Garth's fishnets in a twist? He's there there to help the new Titans lineup take on a major oceanic threat. 
whose attack comes straight out of the pages of Justice League and Aquaman. Guess you could say the, this prelude spills over into Titans this month. Art is done by Clayton Henry, and it's written by Dan Abnett. And the, the cover that he's talking about oh, that's great. is um, done by Leonardo Menko. That is, kind of, that is an awesome cover. Um, next is Terrific's issue number nine. And this has Dr. Doom. Oh, wait, not Dr. Doom. No. It's Dr. No. Dread. Now, as we all know, we're playing around here because uh, the Terrifics are basically DC's version of Fantastic Four, and they're doing Dr. Dread next. one. if you guys take a look at this picture, you definitely know this is pulled out of that. Uh, Terrifics issue number nine. The Terrifics struggle to escape their respective plagues, plights while trying to save members of Tom Strong's family as chaos reigns across the multiverse. But as Dr. Dredd's true identity is revealed, that unmasking hits especially close to home for Sapphire Stag, who's in mortal danger after she learns the fateful secret. And she's not the only terrific in trouble. Just wait until the team finds out what threat awaits them back at their Gotham City headquarters. Uh, Art done by Victor Bogdanovich. 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 And written by Jeff Lemire. Um, I'm wondering if it's uh, her stag, her dad. It usually is. So him or Java. Yeah. And um, anybody who's wondering, Doc Dread is a um, character from DC lore. He was created back. I, lo- I had to look this up. No, he no. was created back in uh, the 1966 as part of Metamorpho as a villain for Metamorpho. Okay. I make- well, anything with stag, I feel yeah. like is going to be very little. Well, very. He was only in a handful of comics, but he was from back then. But the new look of him is very, very reminiscent of Marvel's Doctor Doom. So um, next up, we go back to Wonder Woman number 57. This is part four of The Witching Hour. As Hecate's new world is born, Wonder Woman is under the goddess's total control. This is magic's darkest hour. One of the most powerful magicians of all time may not survive. Art is done by Ray MacArthur, or McCarthy and Emmanuel Lupicino. It's written by James T. Tynan IV and Emmanuel Lupicino. Next. So this is getting interesting to see what we're gonna, what's going on here. This next one is Action Comics issue number 1004. This one seems like it's getting interesting. but The cover for this note, one is really cool, too. Yeah, it is. That's a classic look to it. I'm actually liking Bendis' version of um, See, Superman so told far. told you. It's good. Yeah. Told you. Uh, Superman confronts Lois Lane and uh, wants answers. Where is John Kent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What happened during Lois' trip into space with Jor-El? Why didn't she contact Man of Steel when she returned? And most importantly, does she still love him? Or does the world's famous reporter looking to let uh, Clark, Clark Kent down easily? Lois and Clark's relationship gets redefined or re, yeah, redefined in this issue illustrated by acclaimed artist Ryan Shook. I don't like that. I don't want to see him break yeah, up. Yeah, no, no, no. Break you don't break up. up Lois and Clark. I mean, you they're can't. the perfect pair. The heck, man. Yeah, it's written. Or the, you said the art was Ryan Sook, and since your computer d- died on you, it's written. It is written by Brian Michael Bendis. There we go. Okay. And that was the end of the regular titles. We have three, um, three of the miniseries titles. The first one is Batman Knights of Fear, or Kings of Fear, number three. And this book is very much has a late eighties, early nineties feel to it, mm-hmm. and a look to it too. The art on here is very nineties. Well, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. Unless, of course, the Scarecrow is trying to scare all of Gotham City to death with his fear gas. Dr. Jonathan Crane has undergone an intense therapy session in order to cure Batman of his various psychosis. That involves Batman and Scarecrow battling through the streets of Gotham City with the Cape Crusader not knowing what's real and what's fake. Can Batman handle this sudden influx 
of personal demons into his psyche? Or will the next cell in Arkham Asylum be reserved for Bruce Wayne? Mm-hmm. Art is done by Kelly Jones, as written by Scott Peterson. And this next issue is Raven, Daughter of Darkness, issue number nine. This wow, has been a good already. book, yeah. Well, this has been a really good book, but that that's what happens when you have the creator of the character come in to write it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hunt for a young arcanes gathers steam. Before they can bond as a team and find their strengths, Raven and Brandon Riders, new, uh, or winners, uh, new young night force may be grounded to dust under the hooves of the Shadow Riders. Art done by Pop Mon and written by Marv Wolfman, great man. Mm-hmm. And the last one is one we had heard was coming, and it, anything with this it. character in it is going to be fun. We have Old Lady Harley, number one. After liberating New York City from her now-feral gang of Harleys, poor Harley wants nothing more than to slip back into retirement in her coastal and heavily guarded paradise. But the Laughing Boys gang have another idea. They'll follow her to the ends of the earth to drag her back to their leader. It can't be... It, it can't be him, right? He couldn't possibly be still alive, could he? After all, Harley killed him herself. With her bare hands, could she turn? Could she turn to President Power Girl for help, or oh, wow. flee? Or should she turn to President Power Girl for help, or flee the fifty-first or to the fifty-first state, Atlantis? Hmm. Look at that. Step into an insane vision of the future of the DC universe. We all hope uh, we don't live to see. It's written or its art is done by Anaki um, Miranda and is written by Frank Thierry. Yeah, this is going to be very, very interesting. And the cover, she looks like a Tank Girl version of Harley Quinn. Yeah, she does. Something out of either Tank Girl or Mad Max or something. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. But that's our last book for this week. Hmm. And that brings us to the end of another show. So... There's a, like I said, there was a lot of comic news this week. Yeah. But not much on the TV. But then again, all the TV shows are just starting up right now. Right. So, so. Um, we're going to be in for one. And I just found out I do have cable, but because the CW's not in our package plan, I can still have, I'm still going to have to wait. Until you should still get the CW. The CW is on regular broadcast. For some reason. We have it. We can watch it on our non-cable, but the cable program we're paying for. You can't look at that. Okay. It's weird. It's weird. I, I get it, but it's not with that package. It's just with the yeah. regular um, antenna. Well, as we're starting or finishing this up today, I want to thank. We've had a couple of people watching the Twitch feed all night. Thank you. You've not told me who you are. I'll give you shout outs. So, but thank you for checking it out. And all the people that have um, checked it out, it says we've got 66 sets of eyeballs that have checked it out during the show. Sweet. Thank you, guys. So, thank you for checking out the feed, guys. This has been awesome. But, uh,. What do you guys think of what's coming up? Of the um, Lex Luthor coming to Supergirl? All the different Easter eggs that keep dropping into this Titan world that we're having. This yeah, this new Elseworlds got, uh, crossover. In there. They, and they keep adding more and more to the Elseworlds crossover. It's they, I don't know how they're going to fit it into three hours of TV. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then what do you think of them actually canceling the Suicide Squad title? Um, like I said, you can always have different uh, iterations of the Suicide Squad. This Exactly. So, um, but Vernon, why don't let everybody know how they can get a hold of us if they want to talk to us about all this? As I said, begin the show, guys. You can find us once again on our website, dcsuperpowers.com. You can find us on our YouTube or 
Twitch, our Instagram, our Twitter, and our Facebook, and our sponsors. And speaking of our social media, you can find us on Twitter at SuperpowersDC, and we are DC Superpowers Podcast on Twitter, or sorry, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can find my personal one, Howlin' at Wolf, on Instagram, BL on Twitter, and Burn Back on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and um, Twitter as GW1Ken. On Facebook, I'm just Ken Rose. You can also follow the show on our networks, the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and WeebyGeeks at WeebyGeeksPC.com. And um, as we've said a couple times, remember, you can always watch us live on the Twitch feed Monday nights right around 7 o'clock. Um, and you can watch us do the show live here in the basement of the Hall of Justice. If you wanted to know what the basement looks like, check out our Twitch feed. So other than that, Vern, did you have anything before we wrap this up? So, well, Vern, thanks for watching the show with, or hanging out and doing the show tonight. Always fun. And we'll see you next week. We will. Take care, guys. And Super Friends, we'll see you next week, too.